What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to, wait, welcome to Wednesday's evening Facts Over Feelings live stream. Where we get the facts and we don't give a fox about your feeling. We got a great show for you today. We got to tell you about Spit Sisters. Spit Sisters. Another one of the poly agendas that have been pushed forward by certain members of the media and feminists and Urban Dictionary alike. We're going to follow up where the Spit Sisters came from and educate you guys of this because I want you guys to know about what the new trends going on in the world and confirm one of the things that I've talked about for several years, the poly agenda and all of that. This is biblical Isaiah four and one. We'll read that in a minute. And I know you're going to say, well, so-and-so talked about it already. Well, did you hear of me before they talked about it? The answer is no. Nope. That means they probably got it from me. Anyway, we're going to talk about poly, but mostly polyamory and the 80-20 rule and the 90-10 rule. We're going to talk about it's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's just first. Wait. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, get up. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up, get up, get up. Your rent's due, motherfucker. It's the first of the month and rent is due. And I want to let you know that women are in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. They's in a bind out here. And they looking for bind fixers. You in here with the Bruce Wayne and his ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious new, one, new, 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 new world a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and use in the Desert Storm Bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. The whole effing show. The Unbinder, the CEO Negro of Fixes Binds LLC. The man that they call the undebatable. Gregorio Greybeard, the guy that they call the Chocolate Confucius, the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, the unstoppable, the best edutainment here on YouTube, the guy that they also call CGAC God Allah, and I am the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Anyway, we in here, man. From city to city to coast to coast, from Frisco to Maine, all the way to Spain. All right, that's what we're doing right now, and we got a great show for you lined up, man. Thank you for being here for the evening service. Yes. Yes, it's one of these days. It's one of these days. It's one of those days. All right, man, we in here. Thank you for the support. The Morpheus of the Mating Matrix. I forgot about that one, man. Man, man, we got more nicknames than we need to do. The King of Kings. The King of Kings, indeed. All right, but look. Fixes Binds LLC is in business. And unfortunately, ninjas are going to have to share their wives out here. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. Ninjas are sharing wives out here. We're going to show you that. Can you imagine getting married today and you get down bad and your wife is like, I I guess I guess you're just going to have to share me with the world. All right, our, this is what's going on here. We're going to give a follow-up to Joe Smith. This thing is taking, this thing has gone off the rails. Once, once I said it was a fake video, 
it has now taken a completely worse turn than even before. So we're going to do a follow-up on the NBA player known as Joe Smith. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater, and we, we got a segment of ninjas is sharing wives out here. I know this to be true. Man, the debauchery is out of control, right? This is out of control. Anyway, to contribute to today's show, Dada signed the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious new, 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 new world order. CGA channel. We got a great show for me. Let me get into the earlier contributors to today's show. How about we do that? How about we kill the noise? All right, what are we doing here? We got our brother here, Eddie Ed Edward Mack is in the building. I don't know if I can say your government name, so I kind of, you know, if I see it the first time, I won't say it. So your private investigator don't knock on the door. Shout out to you, he says, for the facts. Shout out to you, man. A lot of you guys have given me gifts. Private investigator looks at it and they'll say, that's income. And I'll be like, nope, that be a gift. <laughs> All right, here we go. That be a donation. That be a fixes buying payment. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we doing over here? Shout out to Eddie Ed Mack in the building. Shout out to, oh, okay. We got somebody that gave me. Okay. Shout out to you, brother. We got our brother here. Will uh Wayne Wonder, Wayne Peters says, thanks for the hard work and dedication. And I try. I try, man. I mean, every week it's something here in this relationship marketplace. And uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of people in here. You can get in here and comment on these relationships. It's the re these relationships are going to hell. Let me just go ahead and ring the bell. Who wants a relationship right now? Who wants a relationship? <laughs> All right. There's people out here that want a relationship. They like, man, I want somebody to love. Someone to love. Girl, if you need a friend, I'll give you all my money and ends. Just take my hand and I'll lead the way. If you need someone to love. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got it bad out here. We got it bad. All right, what are we doing here? Mailing guy says, what's up, coach? Happy No Nut November. I hope you guys do well. I hope you guys do well, man. <laughs> they want it. All right, I hope you do well. No Nut November? Uh-oh, somebody's in trouble tonight. It ain't going to be me, though. I've taken about a week or so off. I had to rehab. You know what I mean? It was going crazy. No Nut November. <laughs> All right, anyway. He says our contributions are just gifts. Yeah, they give. Uh, what, what, how do you know what's it coming? What's it getting? It's a donation. All right, shout out to uh, Triggerverse says, well, we're all going to connect. Wait, we're all going to be connected soon. Ten strokes of separation. Eskimo bros and spit sisters in the nanny goat. Shout out to you, man. And we're already kind of messed up. And kiss there's some kissing cousins. I was going to do a show on that. Even kissing cousins. They said they're, you know, it was a Latino couple. They got together and they had babies. And they're just the latest couple that that found out they were cousins. It happens. <laughs> All right. It happens. No government name says, what's good? He says, what's good, CGA? Did you see Taraji P. Henson say that she is giving up on American men? She said that American men are ran through. Oh, Taraji. Taraji, come on over here, man. Let me heal you, sister. 
Taraji's one of those sisters I'll be looking at her. I'm like, sis, you know, a lot of venom and anger. You know, she's an angry woman. And uh, she plays herself on every television character, you know. Uh, she played a real psycho in that movie, Acrimony. Shout out to Taraji P. Henson. Uh-oh. All right, talking about, okay, she's talking about mental health here. Okay, all right. Oh, so she throwing in the towel. How old is Taraji P. Henson? Let me look this up. How old is that woman? Let me see. 53. Ugh. Hold up for a second. Taraji P. Henson says she's 53 and she's giving up on American men. All right, hold on for a second. Let me, Taraji, I got a message for you real quick. Give me, give me one second. Give me one second. I'm going to give you something real quick. I got to show you something, Taraji. And what Mary J. Blige, all of y'all, listen up and listen good. Uh, throw the damn towel. Throw the towel. All right, women do not know when to throw the towel. Okay, you're 53. You should been through the towel in. What are you talking about? Men ran through. You're at an age where you just take, you lucky to have a guy that doesn't have a pacemaker ticking his heart together. Throw the damn towel. 53. Man, what is, what is wrong with people, man? Now, I'm, yeah, granny, somebody said, sit down, granny. Taraji P can get it. All the humanity. Like when she was in Baby Boy, when she was in Don't Be a Menace to South Central. Was she in that movie? Like, I think she was in Don't Be a Menace. All right. Like back then. All right. Come on, man. Tar- Taraji, Mary J. Blige, all of y'all. All right. Claudia, Claudia Jordan, Vivica A. Fox. What is the other girl's name? The girl that had an island. She was like the queen of Barbados or whatever her at. Throw the damn towel. We need to put these, you know, these sisters, man. Throw that, man. Put, look, man. These sisters be hanging on too damn long. Taraji P can't get Nathan from me. All right? I couldn't even, I wouldn't even bang her if she was sitting right here. And I know she watching the show. She like, who are you? <laughs> you already gave up on American men. So I would, I would not even, please. Please, 53, please. 53, dude, if her age number, if her age was in reverse, I wouldn't bang her. 35, yeah, Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. If she was 35, so Taraji Pence is 53. If she was 35, she'd be old to me. <laughs> okay, Halle Berry, I would, I would smash Halle Berry. I would smash Halle. Now, that one, Halle Berry, I'd have to hit. Just letting you know. How old is she? Hold on for a second. Let's look her up. <laughs> Halle Berry, I, there's an exception. That's one old lady I would take down. That's one old lady I will take down. Halle Berry can get that. Let me see. Let me see how old she is. She 57. I'm banging. I'm banging her up. I'm smashing Hallie. <laughs> All right. There's always an exception to the rule. There's always an outlier. Hallie, do not throw in the towel. I'm smashing Hallie. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you know what I mean? Hey, she can have another 10 years. I'm getting it. I'm taking Hallie. All right. There's just some people you got to. I got to take it. I got to take it. All right. Anyway, here we go. At least I'm being honest. Somebody said, isn't she immortal? She's immortal. She don't have an age. I would, she could be 80. Come on. Come on, Hallie. Just come on down. I'll take it. 
<laughs> All right, here we go right here. Tyra, no. No, 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 no. Mariah Carey, no. Halle Berry, man, that's it. That's that. I think that's the exception. I mean, she can be whatever age the hell she wants. All right, anyway. <laughs> I'll do it for the team. Pause. All right, shout out to uh, Dorian says, hey, coach, you should look into UFC fighter Ian Gray, 23 years old and married a 40-year-old, adopted her kids, added her last name to his. Her ex-husband is also a nutritionist and lives with them. There's more to this, but limited characters. We in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> All right. And I think, you know, for a lot of situations here, a lot of guys, you know, they think the men are going to win the gender war. Uh, there's just too many simps. Y'all, oh, my Lord, Jesus, I found them. Let me see here. Let me see this. Man, there's just too many. There's too many guys. Uh, they live in Las Vegas. Oh, no, he, he was fighting in Las Vegas. Yeah, we in trouble. We in trouble out here. Yeah. I mean, she don't look 40. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, she don't look 40. How old is she, 40? Oh, man, where is it at? All right, so that's him. Okay, we'll cover the story here. I'm going to have to look into it. I'm going to have to do my due diligence and see what's going on here. Man, weird times, man. <laughs> weird times. I don't know what to tell you. Did I get Chris Jericho? Damn, coach, you were so right. My ex-wife is mad at me to this day, 11 years after the divorce. I don't understand it, but I am up, and she is down bad. She chose that, not me. Chris Jericho. Like, isn't that weird? Like, I actually know some people that hate their mate from a long time ago, and they're still mad at him, and it's somewhat weird. But yeah, his ex is mad at him 11 years after the divorce. Like, why are you that angry? But just so you know, they'll die like that. Just so you know, that'll never be resolved. They'll die like that, and they'll probably delete themselves. I mean, like, it'll, it'll cause them to die. Um, and they did you a favor. If that person can hate you that much, they really didn't like you for a long time. Like, they, you know what, you know what drives them? I'm going to give you all a secret here. You guys want a secret right here? You know what a secret? If you have, if you have a woman you broke up with that hates you, I'm going to tell you what she really, really feels. I think if she hates you this much, she's mad that she did not kill you. That's what she's angry about. Like, you might have dodged a hitman. Like, she probably set up hitman. She probably asked for a murder for deletion. She probably tried to kill you. <laughs> like, she's probably mad that she didn't kill you. Like, that's how, if you ever have a mate that that's mad at you, a bitter mate, I guarantee you, she tried to kill you. And she mad your ass still breathing. But you know what's going to happen is their insides are going to rot. And they're going to die a painful, just the last painful, bitter, bitter death, <laughs> right? <laughs> and while they're dying slow, they're going to see you talking about beep, beep, and that mother sucker going beep, and that the last person they're going to see is you when they die. That's how bitter they are. That's how bitter they are. So you want to heal your own business. But they tried to probably delete you. 
They probably in some way tried to delete you and they didn't get it done. So they just hating. And then don't start winning in life. Don't start winning in life. Oh, they really pissed off. Oh, shit. I tried to delete him and he winning. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, never underestimate the chance that your ex tried to delete you. Yep, Tupac's mama. Tupac's mama died like that. Like all she accomplished, all that Tupac accomplished, you know, the death of Tupac. When Tupac's mom died, she saw Tupac's daddy for about a good hour after her death. (laughs) For a good hour. And if they really hate you, if they didn't get to pray, pray on your downfall and you actually still alive and they about to die. Oh, they really mad. <laughs> they really mad because they know they about to go. They like, I at least I want to see him die before me. And then you keep you keep living and they about to die. Oh, they mad too. they like, oh, they like, I love it. I try to outlive this ninja. <laughs> All right. Because they don't want to be dead before your ass. They watching you as they like. <laughs> somebody says litigation is an attempt to kill you facts hey guys litigation is an attempt to kill you it's a it's a tar and feathering and uh, so if they're suing you they're trying to kill you like they're trying to legally kill you they're doing whatever they they're trying to attempt at your life they're trying to disrupt your life distract you and or take resources suing you is the equivalent of trying to take a hit out on you i mean it is what it is but listen (laughs) yeah You got to heal yourself from this, guys. We don't want you to have that anger because it could kill you. It's like a disease. But litigation is an attempt at your life. It is. It's an attempt to uh, try to tar and feather you, embarrass you, drag things out, potentially expose you, uh, potentially make your finances, uh, your finances, disrupt your finances, right? And uh, it's basically that's what it is. So it is is an act of war. And I will always tell you because Henry Resilient was here. Uh, I think he's here now. Guys, litigation is an act of war. You guys let women sue you, and then you don't call it a, uh, you don't think they're suing you. You don't think they're suing you. I'm like, they're suing you. No, they're not suing me. They just filed for divorce. That's a lawsuit, you jackass. <laughs> That's a lawsuit. She divorced you. She's suing you. Okay? Uh, suing just means suit. All right? They filed suit. Um, there's another thing that actually happens here. That's all it is. They filed a suit. That's why people say they're suing you. They filed a suit, a lawsuit. It's short for lawsuit. So if they divorce you, they filed a lawsuit against you. If they take you to child support court, they are suing you for child support. <laughs> so people have to understand what suing means. And then I actually had that conversation. I said, would you stop suing me? And they were like, I'm not suing you. I'm like, you dumb. You can't be this stupid. People are dumb. They're dumb. They don't realize what stuff means. You're suing the person for child. You're suing them for, uh, you're taking them to court and finding a lawsuit against them to divorce you. That's suing you. And lawsuits are an act of war. I want you to think of this. If you took, if you sued somebody, like if you went to uh, McDonald's, if you went to McDonald's and they gave you a, a coffee and you thought it was orange juice, And they put the straw in there and you didn't even fill the cup. You just start drinking it and you burnt your lips and you filed a lawsuit. McDonald's probably would not hire you for a job. They probably wouldn't communicate with you, right? They probably would uh, make sure that you don't not privy to any details, right? They would treat you like an enemy. 
they would say, okay, you're over here. But for some reason in our world, all right, in our world, we think that people can divorce each other, sue each other, and you're supposed to be cool with them. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. We have a lawsuit, you crazy. And they, like, what are we doing? Like, you're suing me, so we're enemies. We cut communication because, but y'all be like, hey, man, yeah, man, you know, my baby mama cool. She did sue me, though. Yeah, she the ops. She's the ops. She's uncooperative. Or he's uncooperative. Whoever suing the other person. You never kick it with the person. You never be like, hi, how's it going? Thanks for suing me. How are the kids doing? <laughs> All right. Anyway, somebody says you do know you can get divorced without getting a lawyer. You do know that you can come to an agreement uh, about your children without a judge. We know this. <laughs> In fact, most people do that. However, the ones who cannot do this... <laughs> Like, were you trying to educate us or what? You realize we're five years into this shit. Are you talking to the crowd or who are you talking to? I know you weren't talking to me. <laughs> I know you weren't talking to me. Perhaps I'm sure people, it, but, but for the fact that they didn't try to kill you. Yeah, I'm sure negotiating without a lawyer is probably off the table. I'm sure negotiating with a lawyer is probably off the table. The fact that they're suing you and tried to kill you. Like, what are you talking about? I, I think... I don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> were you talking to me or were you just letting other people know? Mm. He must be new. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. No, we had no. I, really? Really? Oh, wow. Mm. I should have told everybody this. <laughs> Thanks a lot there, pal. If it weren't for you, you know what? I'll erase all my content. What's the point? We could have actually came to an agreement. Oh, okay. He's not talking to me. I'm shout out to you. He says women in general, the first thing they do is talk to a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, so that's what he was saying. He was being facetious talking about women. Yeah, women, uh, women don't fight for themselves. Women don't fight for themselves. Like they cannot represent themselves. Have you ever seen a woman try to represent themselves? Have you ever seen it? It's, it's, it's funny. Like they cannot speak for themselves. <laughs> they cannot do it. It's impossible. Like, um, they can barely even speak for themselves when they're with you without breaking down, becoming incoherent, their voice raising an octave. All right. Rambling, doing things that you can't admit in a court, getting emotional, making a case for themselves. They can't do it. That's why they got to have lawyers, <laughs> right? They couldn't do it. They couldn't sit at the table without getting pissed, emotional, going crazy, shaking. They will have to shake. So I'm trying to They can't do it. Mm. Crying. Yep. <laughs> they would violate everything up in the negotiation. It wouldn't even get anywhere. So they need, even if even people that agree on divorces or lawsuits, if it's a woman, she still needs a lawyer or a mediator. She would need somebody to really be holding her hand through the process. Somebody says, deposing my baby my mama terrorist tomorrow. Yep. They can't make sense of anything. None of the numbers match. They think they get an unfair deal. <laughs> hey, have you ever had this happen in a lawsuit general? Not just family court. Not just family court. Um, what will happen is I've seen cases where 
the woman had a better deal negotiated. Like the person was not, somebody said this a whole red pill. Somebody was negotiating with them and they gave them a deal. And it was like, look, let's just make this go away. Here's $936 million. Write the check out. Write the check out. Give it to them. And they will still think it's a bad deal. They would be like, nah, I wouldn't do it. Hold on for a second. There's men. There's men in child support cases that were giving more support to kids and giving the woman more child support. And she still took them to child support and got less money. (laughs) Who was the guy? There was an athlete that that happened to or an actor. There was an actor or an athlete. Somebody might remember the story. I tell so many stories here. There was an actor or athlete that they did that. They were getting, they were getting, they were giving her willingly child support. Then she said, no, I'm going to take you for more. And then she took him in and got half. (laughs) She got half of what he was giving him. I think it was Gilbert Arenas. I want to say it was Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, it was Gilbert Arenas. (laughs) Again. Yeah, it was Gilbert Arenas. Hold on for a second. Gilbert Arenas. Um, X loses child support. Let me see what I, I think it was Gilbert Arenas. Here we go right here. Or is it Matt Barnes? Uh, yeah, Gilbert Amina says he got his child support lowered. Uh, here it is right here. Let's see here. There it is right here. How angry was she? Washington legend. All right. Agent Zero reduced his wife's income by $36,000 after his wizard career. So, yeah, I think that's what happened. He got it reduced. And he was already, I think she took him in. Was it not Gilbert? Yeah. No, they actually they actually had a good deal. And then she was like, I'm going to take you in for more. And then, boom, it got reduced. It was 50 Cent did the same thing, 50 Cent. And I've heard a lot of cases like that. There's a guy that used to talk about this, Christopher Smith. I think he's still on YouTube. Okay. And that happened to him. He was paying his kids private school. He was paying all these things. So he was giving willingly directly to the kid and somewhat indirectly to the woman. She didn't like that. So she took him to child support because he was paying it. So she saw the numbers. She was like, okay, if he's paying that, I'm going to take him in. And then they end up getting, she ended up getting like a $300 to $500 child support order, which was considerably less. So then he stopped paying for, he stopped paying for, he stopped paying for child support. I mean, he stopped paying for private school. One thing about women is that when they're emotional, it's going to be the worst for them. All right, they're rarely going to, even if they get a good judgment, they're going to think they could have got better. All right, so it's crazy, man. It's one of the funniest things to see. And uh, if you're on the other side of it, it's just not child support. It's all lawsuits. In fact, the the woman that got the $900, billion, $900 million check, she literally greedily said, I'm not going to do it. She basically said, I'm not going to cash this check. I want more. She eventually did. But he says it's not about the money for them. It's about humiliation. Indeed, one of the things I'm going to tell you is if you can financially withstand your legal fees uh, going through this, you'll be all right. Because then you can't, <laughs> you can't get, I mean, you can't get humiliated. You can just kind of be like, all right, I'll just, I'll just stand in the box and take these punches and, you know, 
But that's what they don't know. That's what they don't know. They think they're getting you, but then be like, there's really not much you can get here. But anyway, it's kind of a weird thing, but it's funny to me because I'm kind of going through it now and watching it. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, wow. And you can literally say, all right, I'll give you what name your number. Name your number. They can't name one. They're trying to humiliate you. They're trying to embarrass you. They're trying to play you off as you're the deadbeat. So you'll be like, name your number. What what is it? What 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 do you want? What do you want? They can't answer it. <laughs> they cannot answer it. They will not answer it because they don't know what to say or do. They can't speak for themselves. They don't want a low ball. They don't want a high ball. But what is it? What, what is it? The, the name name your price. They'll never come up with it because really it's more than the dollars. It's to try to really sabotage you. It's to really maybe, maybe they're curious. They don't know. Well, we'll drag out all this paperwork and it's comical, man. But listen, this is what we have to deal with out here. Mostly guys, but even in any lawsuit, when you hire lawyers, their job is to find out how much money you make. And even they, if they don't know how much money you make it, um, it's hard for them to do what they do. It's hard for them to do what they do. They want to know they got an open checkbook and they want to know how much they can squeeze out of you. So that's part of the, the humiliation ritual as well. So they're all in part and partial. It's crazy here, but I love the fact that he brought that up. But when it comes to women, they, they can't represent themselves. In fact, I was going on record and say this. I have never in any case saw a woman represent herself with any sort of organized attack without committing violations in the court without announcing hearsay testimony without crying and I've been in court for years I've been in many many courtrooms I've never seen one be able to cut a promo for two minutes without calling the dad a name without saying somebody said something without hearsay evidence without crying without leading the judge without throwing I've never seen it Never seen it without their voices going octave, without them shaking. The judge would be cut. Oh, uh, ma'am, you can't say what the kids, uh, uh, you know, that's hearsay. Uh, you know, well, ma'am, uh, leading, you could object the entire time they're talking. Objection. Objection. <laughs> All right, because they're going to be crying, shaking, stumbling, mumbling, voices octave, lying, babbling. Crying, slobbering. <laughs> so you'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? All right. And he did this and he did and he and he did babbling, just <laughs> trauma dumping. And like judge is like, you got like 38 seconds. I don't know if you could get the story out. It's crazy. It's so fun. They're irrational human beings. So. They're irrational human beings, but it's funny to see. Somebody says, only time I seen it was Johnny Depp's lawyer. Yeah, but the lawyer, the lawyer was doing it. Did Amber Heard represent herself? I don't think Amber Heard represented herself. The lawyer was able to, but when Amber Heard got up there, she was a <laughs> snot bubbles. <laughs> snot bubbles, they hit. And he did it, and he did. And my kid hit their head, and they hit their head, and they came up, and they was crying. <laughs> and, the, and the bus driver said, uh, you can't testify for the bus driver. Uh, objection. Uh, that is hearsay. Well, what happened was I went to the principal's office, and then the principal said, 
Objection. <laughs> so they need a lawyer to go in there for 28, for, for 28 seconds to spill their case out. Yep. So Amber Heard went up there to do even her own testimony. She didn't represent herself, but she went up there to do her own testimony, and she got roasted. She couldn't pull it off. She couldn't pull it off. <laughs> and he, so I this right here. It's comical, man. It's comical. What? Anyway, look, let's get on to the show. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I think we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Yeah, we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater in the building. Let's go. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater on point on deck. Straggle and Sniggles on deck. Let's get into this one real quick. Uh yeah, speaking of representing yourself, I think a lot of people are morons. Take a look at this that has come out in California. It says McDonald's and Chipotle, Chipotle are raising their menu prices. After minimum wage was increased to $20 an hour in California. Well, you don't say. You don't say. Really? I mean, it's not like as if I didn't tell you that. Morons. So, (laughs) I told you, companies are not going to eat the cost to pay you morons. They're going to go out and get AI, find a way to be more efficient, hire less of you. They're going to trim their They're going to trim their team by at least 30%. Then they're going to raise the price of the goods. We don't understand why people don't understand this. All you're doing is making the cost of things go high. No one in the world are going to let these low-skill individuals come up on a bag working here. So not only are McDonald's prices going up for everybody because we got to pay morons, $20 an hour. Shout out to everybody who's not a moron that works for any of these companies. They're also going to invest in robots, robot arms, AI, tablets, menus. We got to punch our own food in now. We can't even talk to a person because they raised the minimum wage. I'm sure people got laid off too. This is too basic economics. And matter of fact, I've actually talked about this several times, like several, several times. And every now and then, there'll be a person that says, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, you can't be this dumb. (laughs) You can't be this dumb. My basic premise says the company will never eat the cost. What, What they want is a company to just eat at their profit to pay people. First of all, the number one line item of any company is salary, wages. That's what most companies pay the most to. Employees, knuckle draggers, oxygen thieves. You know what I mean? You largemouth bass ass individuals, slack jaws. Okay, slack jaw. You think a company's going to just say, we'll make less this year and we'll actually make the stockholders lose a lot of money so we can pay these slack jaws here? Mm. <laughs> Come on. And there you go right here. We just got too many dumb people. And now, look, there's a comment in here I had to look at. The comments will tell you everything you need to know. As long as they raise the qual- the quality proportionally, the quality, mm. it, they're not changing anything. It says right here, with their shitty-ass portions, I'll make my own now. Okay, go ahead. Wages, wait, wages get raised, and so does the product. It never is going to even out or be enough. Guys, there it is right there. 
when wages get raised, so does the product prices. This is too easy. This is too easy, girl math ninjas. Everybody knows this. <laughs> like, and then people are going to complain. People are going to complain, and they're still going to buy. Bro, what was the point of giving everyone a raise in California then? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. There's some losey. Somebody says, you don't say, wow, crazy how that happens, huh? Who would have thunk it? Exactly. Who would have thought that the company would say, we ain't taking no L here? Who, who would have possibly not seen this coming? So here we go with the slack jaws wanting to get more money. Now everybody's got to pay higher prices for food. Mm. <laughs> Normies. Yep. Normies still going to buy. Don't think they're going to go in there like these chicken nuggets becoming too expensive. They're still going to buy. And this is going to be at Target, Dunkin' Donuts. I don't care where you're going to go because what one company is going to see the prices go up. And they're going to say, well, there's profit there. We're going to raise the prices too. People are really dumb. People are really dumb, but you can't tell them anything because even I've had a couple people try to object from me and say, I didn't know what I was talking about. That doesn't happen. Oh, by the way, let me just tell you, reparations is going to work the exact same thing. They say, yeah. <laughs> Shareholders don't take L's. Guys, reparations is going to work the same. I don't know if you guys know. There was a wonderful graph. Damn, my filter going crazy. And I'm like, you don't see this coming. You're setting yourself up. <laughs> like, you're about to get okey-doke. What's going to happen is there's a wonderful graph about a, um, it was like, a, a, I think it's like a tree. It's like a tree holding a pitcher of water, and then he waters it, and it slides down. <laughs> like, they water you, and then there's another pitcher that slides the water from your pitcher into, back into the plant, and then the water comes back. There, I, I got to find that graph. It's one of those things. So they're going to pour into you. You have the bucket. There's a hole in your bucket, and the water goes and dribbles right back to the, the bottom of the th comes back up and fills up their bucket. I mean, so if they give you a check, they're going to raise the price of everything that you want. That is a basic economic principle of supply and demand. Supply and demand. That's how it works. They're like, okay, what do people want? What are they willing to pay high prices for? Okay. Oh, now they got money. Let's raise the price. <laughs> just like, anything that they might believe that you want is going to take one week for them checks to come out. And everything, all them prices are going to go skyrocket. I don't know, man. People don't see it coming. And I see it for what it is, and I say, okay, you know what I mean? I'm good where I'm at. I'd rather not the prices go crazy. <laughs> so it's one of those things that, and, the, and no, no, they wouldn't do that. They, before they cut the check, they would make sure that happens. That's capitalism. As they call it, free market. That's exactly what's going to happen. And anybody who doesn't think so, just go back to this one. There they go. They gave out an incentive, increased the pay, but then right away raised the prices. It's exactly what happens here. Exactly. The same thing. It's the same thing, guys. It's, anyway, I'll be trying to tell y'all. <laughs> but anyway, let's go back. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We don't even have videos. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. A guy named Berna Boy reveals he rejected a $5 million doo-doo Dubai gig since smoking the Mary Jane in the UAE is prohibited. Prohibited. 
All right. I think this is the video here. Actually, it's not. That's a copyright. All right. Uh, that's him here rapping. I never heard of him. But uh, let's take out the article here. I turned down $5 million Dubai gig because I wouldn't be allowed to smoke weed. Um, I hope that's not the reason you turned it down. <laughs> here we go right here. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping you're very, very wealthy. And you turned it down for a real, real more important reason than that. Mm. Sounds like you're addicted. <laughs> Sounds like you're an addict. And you couldn't go three days without burning trees. It says, just now I turned down some Dubai money, $5 million. Nah, small, not small thing. Because me, I know day like today go where them no go green allow me smoke in gobo. I gotta try it again. It says right here, just turn just now I turned down Dubai money, five million dollars, not small thing, cause me I know they like today go where them no grow. Go green allow me smoke igbo. That's what he said. <laughs> he freestyled. While rehearsing with this band, The Outsiders. Oh. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> here we go right here. Oh, I see, Mo Day. I told you, Day. All right, they go, they go, no, me, no, smoke, go, inbo, igbo. Mm. All right, let me stop, man. No, I tell you, nah. Not small thing, because no, I, they like to, no, they go. Where do they go, them day? Them day. Shaba. <laughs> so I said Shaba. All right. Shaba. All right. Good Lord. Hey, that's what it said. I don't I want you to know I was reading directly from his quote. There it is right there. Five million. Not small thing. Cause me. I know they like today go where them no go gray gray. Allow me smoke Igbo. No small thing. Big teams. <laughs> All right, Shaba. All right, shout out to him, Burner Boy. Uh, maybe you're an addict. I don't know, man. I, there has to be a better reason. There has to be like, you know, my religion doesn't allow this. I think they're an evil empire. There has to be a better reason than you could not smoke Igbo. Smoke Igbo. All right, Straggle and Sneagle Theater. Apparently here, uh, this is definitely a rip from the great comedian. I can't remember his name. But there was a video. What was a great Kimmy in the name? Uh, I can't remember his name. Somebody will remember this. But uh, let's play the video here. Apparently, this woman has made a video about uh, somebody busting nuts. All right, here we go. Pushing. Oh, wow. She's beautiful. All right, so these are the sperm. All right, just in case you're slow. And as you can see, they're in somebody's walls. And the sperms are running to the egg. All right, here we go. Hello, sweet fair maiden. Ooh. I have come to plant my seed. My seed? I was here first. Listen, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. What about the bearer of children? Dude, you're scared. Well, I can't. Come on. It doesn't hurt or anything. No, I mean, I literally can't. 
I guess it went down the gullet. I think they were in the wrong place. And they thought they were going to uh, get to the egg, but they got to a woman's gullet. Yeah, and the mouthwash came down. What was the comedian? Uh, there was an older comedian. He had the movie um, about the black sheriff. Anybody remember this movie? I can't remember names and stuff. It was the black sheriff in a Western town. And the comedian who's in the movie, who wrote that movie, <laughs> I'll show you right there. Um, there's a, I can't remember his name, but he has a scene like this where, where, um, let me see if somebody get it. <laughs> somebody get it. So, um, he has a scene like this in a movie where, um, I guess it's like an airplane and all the sperm are ready to jump out and go to the egg. And so what's happening? Blazing Saddles. But what's the guy's name? Blazing Saddles. Who got, who's the guy of Blazing Saddles? My, my show is like 10 seconds. Mel Brooks. Thank you. Shout out to you, the comedian Mel Brooks. So there's a scene in a movie. I think it's a Woody. I think maybe Woody Allen's in it. So there's a scene, Mel Brooks, where all the sperm are ready to go because the guy's activated. They realize he's activated. So they're like, all right, here we go. We got to go get ready. And so they put helmets on. They're in the airplane and they're ready to go bust. And what happens is, I think what they didn't know was that he was going to bust on uh, like tissue paper. Like, so the sperm are getting ready to go out and they're getting geared up. And then when they bust, they going like, of course, the guy's auto uh, auto fixating himself. He There's no egg. So they jump out, but they jump out and it was a skeet. It was like a skeet on. Anyway, you guys get what I'm saying here. You get what I'm saying. What's the name of it? <laughs> it's a funny thing right here. It's a funny idea. So this is the same idea of the same thing, right? So. Um, the woman comes up with it. There it is. Oh, wow. She's beautiful. Hello? Sweet fair maiden. Ooh. I have come to plant my seed. My seed? I was here first. Listen, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. What about the bearer of children? Dude, you're scarer. Well, I can't. Come on. It doesn't hurt or anything. No, I mean, I literally can't. I think it's... Somebody said it was a Woody Allen movie. Okay, okay. I thought it was a Mel Brooks movie, but it's a Woody Allen movie that Skit was in. Uh, so anyway, that's another skit. Uh, right down the gullet, ladies. Right down the esophagus, as I call it on this show. And this is a family show. Sometimes you could have had the president, but it went down right down our gullet. All right, the president, the future president of the world, she swallowed your kids. All right, man, listen, this is a family show. It's Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, this is another one right here where uh, something that I told you, and this guy, I can't remember his name either, but uh, I think it's Ace Metaphor. He's kind of a classic, I guess, a ugly Derek Jackson. I would just describe him as. And I don't listen to much of his stuff. I've only seen a couple of his videos, and as of recently, I've only seen them. And I would just say he typically plays the fence and tries to be the balance, the nuance. It's kind of like what Hafiz wanted to be. I think that's what he is. But 
neither that's neither here nor there. The woman that you're going to hear next is going to validate a point that I made. I want you to listen to the point she says, and then you're going to see why women have treated you dirty. All right. All right. So in the past, she's going to validate this. I made this point. Here we go. Every time that you've given a person a second chance and regretted it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Once upon a time, I gave a dude a chance that was, bar was in hell. Okay. You know, when you give the, the, the unattractive, the, the little oh, low energy, God, no game, dressy, goofy, dressy, you know, can't dress at the time. And then I had audacity to play you. It hurts. You be feeling the most disrespect. Like, it's it okay. It's okay. Like, it, okay, you taking on a chin when a nigga your caliber playing your face. But a clown playing in your face? Okay, bitch, I gotta be the circus. But you gave him the juice. I gotta be the circus. You gave him because what, what in the, what in the Damn it. a clown playing in your face it sucks. Let me tell you, that is the worst. Hey, it's so embarrassing, y'all. Like, Please don't ever do it. Did you hear that, guys? Right? <laughs> All right. Did you hear that? That I've been telling you that, guys that for a long time. That the girls that key your car, the girls that take you to court for child support, the girls that hate you, the girls that try to roast you, the girls that turn you into the FBI, the girls that call the police on you, the girls that the women, the girls and the women who do this to you, those are the ones who are upset because they gave you a chance. I've been said that. She even said when Pookie or Tyrone does it, she'd be like, oh, well, there you go right there. It's the, it's the women that say, all right, I'm tired of Pookie and Tyrone. And that's you. Or Chad. I'm going to give, I'm going to lower my standards. So any, this is why we don't deal with, we don't suggest you deal with women who lower their standards. We don't suggest you deal with them. The reason why is because they're going to get pissed when they can't control you. They can't do it. And then when, when you do them dirty, they're going to go nuts on you. They're going to go crazy. And this is what she just backed up exactly what I said. She said, it's the guys that, that I lower my standards. Okay, I'll go a little bit shorter. I'll go a little bit goofier. Okay, he don't have to have a six-pack. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And you think you're going to do something? And if you, they can't control you, they're going to go crazy. And he says, low-class women. Yeah, I'm telling you. You guys got to be careful about that. Because they're literally giving you the playbook. And the way is she it? jumped out there and jumped out there, I'm telling you, this is definitely something you guys got to watch out for. Play it again. Every time that you've given a person a second chance and regretted it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Once upon a time, I gave a dude a chance that was, bar was in hell. Okay? You know, when you give the, the, the unattractive, the, the little oh, low energy, God, no game. You see that? The low game, the no game, the low energy, can't dress. See, these are the things they think about you already. Like I've been telling you, women think things about you that you'll never know until you until she feels you done or wrong. Then she'll tell you. And then you're like, damn, did you really feel like that about me the entire time? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She felt exactly like that the entire time she was with you. That's why she was with you. Because she was giving her Punani arrest from Tyrone. Dressy, goofy, dressy, you know, can't dress at the time. And then I had audacity to play you. He has the audacity to play you. See, this is why I don't mess with strags. 
I have a no strag policy because strags are manipulative like that. They, they, they make you think that they're down for you. And you know this woman would never give you the, uh, the, the, uh, the time of day five, ten years prior. Five, ten years prior. So they're only there because they can get something from you and, and they're in a usury or they're, they're down bad. It hurts. You be feeling the most disrespectful. Like, it's it okay. It's okay. Like, it, okay, you take it on the chin when a nigga your caliber playing your. Look at that. You pl- you take it on the chin when a ninja got game. When a ninja got when he a pookie. When he can clap back at you. When you can't control him or when he got leverage and options. You take it on the chin. I've been telling y'all that for a long time. I'm glad they're verbalizing it for me. Oh, okay. But when you have leverage and options, there's nothing they could do. They have to be like, God, take that on the chin. I take that on the chin. Okay, this ninja, I can't. There's nothing I did. Okay, I sold them out. I sold myself out for that guy. Face. But a clown playing in your face? Okay, I got to be the circus. But you gave him the juice. You gave him the juice. You let him hit. He still hit. You let him hit. I got to be the circus. You gave him the juice. Because what, what in the, what in the. Yeah, yeah, let the class see, man. I tell you, man, they they are exposing themselves. I love it. I love it. This is exact, dude. You cannot trust. You cannot trust their intentions with you. You cannot trust their intentions with you. They be lying right to your face, and then let it not go their way. They'll turn into a whole clown on your account, and they know this for a fact. All right, next straggle and sniggle here. There's a gentleman here that has a joke. Do you think he went too far with this joke? Do you think he went too far with this joke? Last time I went home, my sister, uh, my sister Madison, she decided to tell the entire family uh, that she's only into black guys. (laughs) Didn't know you had to come out with that. (laughs) Like, I thought you could just be fat, you know? Oh, man. Oh. Oh man! Oh, wow, oh, man, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Ay ay ay, dude. We need to rehab our image, ninjas. We need to rehab our image. Image. Somebody said that's racist, sexist, and fatphobic. Oh my goodness! Just damn, take it. Oh, All right, what do you think? Did that one go too far? <laughs> that would go too far Jesus uh, I'll play it again for you if you missed it oh no well this is going to be a good show <laughs> this, this is really fun last time I went home my sister uh, my sister Madison she decided to tell the entire family uh, that she's only into black guys didn't know you had to come out with that. <laughs> like, I thought you could just be fat, you know? <laughs> Damn. Uh, well, stereotypes. All right, man, I think he went a little too far on that one. <laughs> All right, Straggle Sniggle Theater goes on here. We do have a woman here. It says modern women want revenge. I think we talked about this earlier, and this woman's going to talk about it. A lot of women have hate in their heart. They have the spirit of Jezebel. They have a demon. 
There are a lot of them are witches. A lot of them are voodoo priestesses. A lot of them are of the synagogue of Satan, if you will, if you will, just not being racist at all. A lot of them are presided over by the demon spirit, the Lilith spirit. All right, so here we go right here. Here we go right here. This woman's going to say these women get possessed and they want to possess you. Here we go. Sherelle told me, she said, you know, SB, women nowadays are trying to want revenge. Black women, let me just be, let me just tell the truth about it. Black women in this time want revenge against men. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yes, they are so upset with men. And we have the expectation that they're going to leave, that that is how we perceive and do, you know, that's the interaction that we have with them. It's already, you, you mistreated me. You've committed a file. I don't, you know, you're not going to be here long. So in other words, it's like a built-in trauma that all men are no good and they're going to leave. She said, it isn't an expectation for them to leave. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah. So that's why it's easy for a woman to say she's going to have a baby and she don't need the baby daddy. That's why it's easy to say a woman, a woman would say, I don't need a man because they already are programming themselves that this man is not going to be here. Y'all, I'm not saying this is true in any way. Sherelle told me. Uh, It's true. Oh, it's damn true. (laughs) All right. It's true. She's she's hit the head on the nail, like the nail on the head. It's true. And they're already anticipating uh, a, a clusterfuck, a, a catastrophe, if you will. This is a family show. And so they're ready to lace their revenge in venom, right? He says, revenge for your own dating choices. Yes, because it's never your fault, right? Yeah. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's true. It's always fault. Oh, it's damn true. All right. And then she said, black women, I don't care what race the woman is. They be vengeful. Did I tell you about the story for my new people? Um, I was sitting in a salon for nails. All right. I was getting my Manny and Petty relaxing, get a massage by three Asian women. And they was working me. They was actually fighting over to rub my shoulders down. So they were rubbing me down. I, uh, uh, picture the picture the Chris Rock, uh, the Chris Rock movie rush hour where he's getting the massage. All right. Let me go ahead. Not Chris Rock. I said Chris Rock rush hour. Uh, massage when he was getting massaged that's what cga was doing all right when he picked the girls out and they was fighting over me to give me the rub down i'll go ahead and show you man this is what i would look like right here <laughs> all right this is what they was doing to me all right except they were not scandal clad like this all right but uh yeah anyway uh so what happened was they would this is how i looked in uh get my treatment done and there was an overweight woman about in her 60s yeah, Chris Tucker, my bad. I said Chris Rock. Shout out to both of them. So there's an overweight woman in her 60s. I'm trying to chill and relax, but she was like right kind of next to me. She wasn't in a chair next to me. She was like sitting at the waiting area. I don't know what she was doing because they weren't working on her. But she was talking to another old bat, and they're talking. She's talking to him. And the whole time, the whole time, she was talking about her two divorces. Now, mind you, this woman's well in her 60s. She was in her mid-60s. She was talking about her two divorces, and she was talking about her ex-husbands. Now, I'm thinking as she's talking, I wish she would have shut up, but as she's talking, I was assuming she recently got divorced. Oh, no. Oh, no. This woman talked about a dude that divorced her in her 20s. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, ma'am, it's been 40 years. You in here talking about your ex-husband who messed you up and you're now 65. That's when I knew women got hate in our heart. That's when I knew. I was like, women got hate in their heart. They, they cannot get over shit. They ain't never going to get over it. I was like, bruh, I know you ain't talking about some 35-year-old divorce. Then the second ex-husband had divorced her like 15, 20 years ago. I was like, he's been, I was like you got to be joking. Uh, he messed me up and he did, he did. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, no, this is a joke. And so they they got hate in their heart, man. They got hate in their heart. This is ninja got hate in their heart, man. I mean, them women got hate in their heart. I'm trying to look like this. I was like, man, boy, women are very vindictive. They got that evil in them, and they can't get over shit. I was like, yo, this woman need to get over it. And that's what I wanted to tell her, but, you know, I was enjoying my Ling Ling massage. (laughs) I was getting over my Ling Ling massage. That's, that's. Is that Stragwell Sniggle Theater? Let me see. I got one more. Uh, for you. Uh, speaking of Ling Lings, and I played this clip a little bit earlier, but I'll play a little bit of it again here. Let's go ahead and, oh, what happened? In this peculiar corner Okay, of the it world. moved around. Uh, if you guys wanted to go over to Vietnam, an area of Vietnam, there's a bride market and too many girls to marry. So if you guys wanted to get married, maybe you can go over to Vietnam. And let's go ahead and take a look or a listen to what's going on here. We'll give them their intro music. What do you think of this Ling Ling right here? What do you think? All right, I could do something. I could do something with it, I suppose. I don't know. Let's let's play the video. In this peculiar corner of the world, husband can be acquired for a mere three to five hundred yen. When a man ventures into the bride market, a swarm of eager girls surrounds him, each hoping to quickly sell herself into matrimony. In a region where the female population significantly outnumbers the male, the competition is fierce, with some girls going to extreme lengths to secure a prospective groom. Under the open sky, some bold girls resort to daylight abduction, forcibly dragging unsuspecting men home for marriage. The scarcity of eligible bachelors has led some girls to go as far as offering dowries just to find a match. Without such incentives, it seems that the surplus of girls has left many overlooked and unwanted. The gender disparity has prompted the establishment of a grand bride market, specifically designed to facilitate the unions of these surplus girls. Each girl, meticulously adorned, anxiously awaits her turn in the market, aspiring to catch the eye of a potential suitor. Despite Damn, Chin. All right, she tried to jag Chin. Look at Chin. He don't want to go. Damn, Chin. Look at Chin. Anxiously awaits her turn in the market, look, look. aspiring to catch the eye of a potential suitor. Despite <laughs> Damn, Chin. Look at this ninja. He like, man, hold up. He like, hold up, lady, ma'am. Look, take it. Wait, wrong one. Wait a minute. Who are you? They trying to get wiped up. They look young too. Chin is like, I'm only fourteen. <laughs> they abducting ninjas over there. What? Their beauty. Many of these girls find that an entire day passes without a single inquiry, leaving them disheartened. In this relentless pursuit to secure a husband, some daring girls directly approach handsome young men, wow. only to be met with swift rejection. Damn. Uh, All right, boy. Hey, man, this is, hey, this is one of the reasons why I said uh, women approaching men is not going to work. It's not natural. And so when they get into to these binds and they get desperate, it's not going to work. Right. It, it's not it's not something that is suitable. Men are going to overwhelmingly reject most women, especially when they have options and they're being chosen. If this and guys, this is in America. Ha- this is happening in America. Every time a woman says nobody's approaching me, every time a woman says 
Um, I give up on dating. Every time a woman says these men aren't serious, anytime a woman complains about the dating marketplace is because the next step is this or being a lesbian or poly. All right, so uh, let's play a little bit of this. Oh, by the way, there's another village that's more of a third world village where there's like five men and 90 women and the five men are hiding from the women. I lost the clip. But there's like five men in this village, but there's 90 women. And they need to procreate. And plus, they, they want to get married and they want to, you know, they want to have sex. It's kind of like death by snoo snoo. So these guys are so uh, scared of the women that they went and hid in the caves in the hills. They hide in trees and women climb the trees. <laughs> right? You would think ninjas would be just standing out lying like death by snoo snoo. Let's go all day long. Next, next. I always say it's the opposite. Whatever we think would be common. The first week, the first week, they probably was lined up. They probably was lined up. Come on, I'll take a number. Here we go. After about two to three rounds, the next women came up. They probably was like, oh, hell no. Death by snoo snoo. I wish I could show that clip on YouTube, but I can't. All right, but there's a future Wama clip called Death by snoo snoo. And it literally, and it literally is that where the guys were like, oh, this is great. And then, and then after two women, they're like, uh-uh. <laughs> Can we just cuddle? So this is it right here. Death by snoo snoo. Unfazed, they persist, grabbing onto the men's hands, desperately hoping to offer themselves in marriage. Yet even when a girl is willing to offer more than just her hand, the men fearing the unexpected consequences swiftly slip away. The scene unfolds with girls continuously seeking their next target, boldly initiating conversations with attractive young men. Some groups of girls intercept men on their way, ready to seize and claim them as their own. Once captured, the fortunate groom is taken home, where the bride not only forgoes the customary dowry, but also willingly contributes to the groom's family extending hospitality to his relatives. As the number of young girls in the market grows, the male counterparts find themselves with an abundance of choices. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're getting to this point in America. We're getting kind of to this point in America, right? It's it's women are horny, women are wanting to settle down. Like, you get with a woman and she's like, I haven't dated much, I haven't had much luck. You get her one day, you beat the brakes off of it, she on you. She clamoring, you're mine. <laughs> and you're like, not really. I got choice out here. I have abundance. Unlike typical shopping, where one might compare a few options here, men sift through a multitude of potential matches. If a girl dares to display even the slightest hint of displeasure, the man swiftly looks away, uninterested, and continues on his way, leaving the girl heartbroken. All right, so interesting. That's interesting. If the woman comes up and says, like, kind of like, mm, then the guy bounces. So... I think what they're saying is if the woman tries to play any hint of hard to get, any hint, and I think women are experiencing that now in America. In America, they're walking by guys, they're acting like they don't see you, they're acting, and then they go home and say, no men approach me, and why don't men, and what? Because you're not, you're not, you're not being cordial, you're not smiling, you're not doing the things that men ask you to do, you know, be nice. So they're like, oh, damn, all right, because they think, oh, you know, I'm, I got the best punani out here. No, the guys are in abundance. So you don't have the best punani. You don't have the only punani out here. Despite the prevalence of such bride markets, the challenges persist, making it difficult for single girls to find suitable matches. 
the urgency intensifies for unmarried girls in their 20s. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Unmarried girls in their 20s, the urgency intensifies. Let's back it up. So these are teenage, what you would call mature, fertile, mature young women that panic and are left over by their 20s. Wow, boy, I tell you. America, the whole leftover phenomena in China that Kevin Samuels kind of brought into the lexicon of popularity, but everybody was already talking about it prior to that, no shade. You're panicking by 20, in your 20s. It's not by 20, but in your 20s, it's panic time. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Yo, man, you can't make this shit up. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. Despite the prevalence of such bride markets, the challenges persist, making it difficult for single girls to find suitable matches. The urgency intensifies for unmarried girls in their 20s, leading them to feel the pressure of wilting away like a flower left unplucked. In oh. the face of limited options, some girls reluctantly choose to settle for a less than ideal match just to avoid a lifetime of solitude. And that's you. Dude, this is sound like America. This sounds like America. <laughs> Presently, numerous girls gather in crowded areas hoping to encounter a potential life partner. As a man, imagine being placed in such a scenario. How many would you choose, and would you find contentment in a life in this unusual place? Unusual? This sounds like it's America to me. This sounds like the future of America. Wow, straggling to the theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? In fact, we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Do me a favor, hit the like button for the best entertainment here on YouTube. And let's do some super chats. That was kind of loud. Let's do some super chats and get back to the show. This is the evening show. All right, what are we doing here? C.H. Slim just finished listening to Little R.T. song, 60 Mile, Absolutely Reprehensible. Oh, the humanity. Man, I need to get the lyrics. Soldier for God says, I got money. Right here, wait a minute, you said, I got money. It said, I got money. Uh, coming from the 3M earplug, K-Soon. All right, shout out to you. J, what is it? JC spoke to my ex today. She told me she's getting married in Paris next year and showed me the rock on her finger. She wanted to take me out to dinner and spend the night. I'm sorry, what? She told me. She had been having mental breakdowns and suffering from depression. He said, Coach, you don't miss, and I hate that I gave her my time, Reverend X, please. Oh, you got a soft heart for her. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Wow. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Uh, women say, I can predict everything a woman's going to say. <laughs> I mean, they don't say very much different. Um, They're going to be the... uh. Having mental breakdowns, depressed. <laughs> I'm looking to get married. Let me spend the night. I'm in a bind. Shoes, reality show, makeup, hair. Then what? <laughs> then repeat. Oh, I'm depressed, anxious, stressed, doctor appointment. And so she in a bind all of a sudden over there. Like, I'm in a bind, Nate. They don't say much after that. Work, independent, boss bitch. It ain't got nothing else to say after that. 
like nothing else they got to say, really. I mean, not, I'm talking about the majority of them, not all women, not all women. Not all women. Somebody just said that. Not all women. Work, Xerox machine, boss, promotion, find. <laughs> I'll be like, I didn't hurt it all. I didn't literally hurt it all. I'm waiting for the day that a woman tells me something that enlightens me. I'm waiting on the day. Anyway, let me see here. Uh, Delta Fox says Cardi B sued a YouTube content creator. I remember that. Her name was Tasha K, or she's still around for defamation after someone alleged that she had the herp derp. I don't want to even say it, but it says right here, the content creator had to pay $4 million and recently went bankrupt. Yeah, I remember that case. I definitely do. Uh, so YouTubers, as much as uh, people be pocket watching you, YouTubers are definitely going to have to consolidate and get together and unionize and or protect yourself from these particular claims. In fact, it was funny. I did a Cardi B stream after that, completely forgetting about that. And then I remembered it as I started the stream. I was like, oh, wait. And Cardi B was on the thumbnail. I was like, oh, what am I doing? I knew it, but then I actually just went ahead and I actually changed the context of the conversation as the stream went on. I was like, you know, I can't talk about Cardi B like that. I didn't talk about her with her. I didn't talk about that, but I was just referencing her about something that went down. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Shout out to fit or none. Shout out to you. Mosey says, Hey coach, my ex left me after I bought a new Dodge challenger. Her face was steaming for days. Now I'm on the dark side for the next few years. Tell her to go. Bye-bye. Why was she steaming that you came up on a Dodge challenger? He says, Biggie said the game just rewinds. Yes. Man. So, you know, you get, dude, that's a come up. That's a come up. They're threatened by things like that. Ladies, they're threatened by things like that. Shout out to Mosey and shout out to you for your new car. Sean Fresh with the co-sponsorship. Shout out to you just paying dues. Coach Gang Yang in the building. Shout out to the Coach Gang Yang. Fear the Nun is in the building. Shout out to you. Tolu doubles, triples, quadruples up in the building. Shout out to Tolu. One, two, three, and four. One, two, three, four, and five. O-T-O-B-O. He says, first of all, that is not how you pronounce our pigeon language. Please stop spoiling the way we talk. Burner Boy is a Nigerian Grammy Award winning artist, and he's worth $70 million. Undertaker, please. All right, so shout out to, what's his name? Burner Boy. All right, so he's worth 70 mil, $5 million. He don't need it them day. All right, shout out to him. Thanks for educating me. All right, he ain't happy. He wasn't happy about me in his language. I'm not happy. <laughs> All right, I got you, brother. Wait, G, 101. Shout out to you with the co-sponsorship. He said, shout out to the Ghost Gang. You mentioned coming up with 2K Liquid last stream. Is that a lot? Also, your rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. 2K Liquid. I can't come up with 2K Liquid. I ain't got no job. I don't have a job. <laughs> All right. I have no job. Is 2K a lot? Depends who you're asking. All right. Uh, shout out to Brown through a no. He says, shout out to the pretty feet flatbacks in a bind. Oh, and it's in a bind week. Your rent's due, motherfucker. It's in a bind week. All right. I need some pretty feet around here. Need some pretty feet around here. Brown 3 Runo comes back with the 211. 
Mess around and get a 187. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. I don't know what I'm talking about when I do that sometimes. Shout out to the ad lib. Try to get me caught up in the 211. Mess around and get caught up in the 187. Shout out to Half Space Rule Travel. He says, Coach, I'm going to Vietnam. I'm delivered. I'm delivered. He going to Vietnam? You like you a little, mm. I don't mind the Vietnamese women. I don't like, I don't mind Asian women. You know what I mean? I used to not be into them, just to be honest. Then I was like, let me see what this is. Let me do, let me get a little bit of wonton soup around here. Let me get a little bit of wonton soup and get a taste of flavor. And let me tell you, man, they caught me off guard. They caught me off guard. I did, I, I was slacking on my pimping. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, what are y'all seeing? Then? What is going on? I remember I used to talk about it on my show. I was like, I really don't be into them. All right. And then I was like, let me try. Got me a nice little junior. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Anyway, here. Oh, man. I was like, enter the dragon. <laughs> I entered the dragon. All right. Uh, shout out to the uh, shout out to the man. I was like, yo, what was I doing? Nice, petite, nice, petite, and so sweet. They're so sweet. They're so sweet. You got to watch them, though, man. They're very manipulative. <laughs> They're very manipulative. But, yeah, somebody says Spinner Supreme. You can throw them up, toss them up. You can fold them up like a love letter from the second grade. Somebody been telling me. I was like, I don't see what's up. Got me a couple of Ling Lings. I was like, oh, bruh. I was like, I see. <laughs> I started I started doing Kung Fu. I was like, what the hell? Oh. <laughs> I started in a Hong Kong Fu in here, bruh. I was like, what was I doing? Anyway. Sisters, if y'all don't know, y'all don't know, man. <laughs> it's some of those things. Yeah. Yeah, they was the they that was something else. That was a fantastic. That was definitely a fa I had to find out later in life. In fact, I will tell you though, I dated a, a Filipino chick when I was like in high school, but you know, it was like a high school, middle school love. It was like freshman year. There was a Filipina neighbor. It was a Filipina neighbor. Um, I should say her name, but she probably going to be like, oh, that's your black ass. But she lived across the street. And um, her name was her name was Nini. Shout out to Nini. We were like eighth grade, ninth grade. And um, she lived across the street. But she had a brother. She had a brother. And um, the brother was he was an older brother. And I think he might have been like in the 10th or 11th grade. He was really protective of his sister. He was really protective. Like, for a while, we didn't even kick it with him. Like, like when he came around, us and the friends, we would just be like, man, watch out for this dude. And um, anytime, because she would come up to us, she'd be like, hi. She'd come up to me. She had a little crush on me. And, um, but every time she'd pop out long enough to be out here talking to me, guess what? Here come her brother. And I would be like, oh, hell no. So we were always scared of him. And he would always have a really pensive look on his face like he was going to kill us. And so, you know, us with young kids, we didn't realize, you know, we didn't know if he had some 
Chinese stars or something like that. You know, no, we didn't know what he knew. He probably, I think he was practicing with some nunchucks one day, and we were just looking like, oh, don't mess with him. One day, Nene comes up to the crib. Mom ain't there. Nene comes up to the crib, and I'm like, all right, we about to get it on. <laughs> we about to get it on. So she comes up. You know, this is some teenage love shit. Comes upstairs. I'm like, I'm about to clap these cheeks. And guess what happens? She's like, nope, you can't touch me. Like, what? You know, teenage love shit. You can't touch me. I'm like, can't touch you? This ain't MC Hammer. She was like, if you touch me, your fingerprints are going to be on me. And my family checks for fingerprints. Now, at that point, man, you know, and when you deal with them, man, at that age, when you deal with them, they be cock teases and they be leaving you with blue balls and all kind of stuff. And I already knew then she smelled like Summer's Eve, though. I do remember that. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, man, it was wild. Yeah, that was it, man. That was the street stuff, man. Shout out to you. Yeah, it was crazy. That was some Hawthorne shit. But she was like, oh, if you touch me, you're going to leave fingerprints and my family checks for fingerprints. And we, because I'm already psyched out. I'm already psyched out that the, the brother was overprotective. Then when I heard fingerprints, I'm sitting there like, maybe that's true. All right. You know, you're experienced. You dumb. You don't know what's about to happen. It's like, maybe they do check for fingerprints. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I had to hit her with the fingerprints. What that mean? I was like, I don't want no fingerprints on a girl. She's so young. You don't have no experience. Shout out to Half Space Wheel Travel says inflation will always happen regardless of wages. That's what people don't get. It will. I mean, it's been happening nonstop for a long time, for many, many decades. In fact, just look at what, I mean, we go through this all the time. Inflation is going to happen. At some particular point, Um. You know, we'll be trading thout millions of dollars like it's nothing. Like, we'll be trading millions of dollars. Oh, that's going to cost you. That's going to cost a million dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it might not happen in my lifetime, but it'll happen. I mean, if the dollar's still alive. And people don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, we'll be trading. Th oh, that's going to be $100,000. Ninja, you'll be just buying something basic. Cars. $100,000. Oh, it's a hundred thousand. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll finance it. Here we go right here. How much do you make a year? I make $300,000 and you still broke. You'd be still broke. Make it 300 K who think I'm lying. Who think I'm lying? <laughs> you see, I won't be here. It's going to be a time when that happens. If the country's still not, not um, uh, in flames, because here's the thing, here's the thing, as people are, people are hoping it's going to be Bitcoin, could be, but I'm going to tell you something, when I was a child, you can get a car for, let me just say this, you can get a car for $4,000, like it wasn't a good car, but you can get a car for $4,000, <laughs> right? You could get a car for 4000 You could buy a good house for $65,000 when I was a kid. Now, it wasn't in the best neighborhoods, but you could get a car for sixty five dollars 
Okay. Not only that, not only that, there was a time where people made $25,000 and they was making good money. Oh, he makes 25K a year. Oh, wow. Got a government job. That was when I was in, when, when I was in high school. Because, you know, when you're in high school, in high school, you're 16, 17, 18, you get your driver's license. You start looking at cars. You open the paper. You open the paper. And there were cars for $3,995. There were cars for $5,999. And there was cars for $7,999. New cars. Brand new. Nissan. You know, most of them were lower level cars, right? Ford, Fiesta, Honda, Hyundai Excels, right? Hyundai Excels. They were, they were low-level vehicles, right? They were low-level vehicles. I'm just telling you right now. But those cars, when I was in high school, were not more than four grand. Four thousand. Now, in today's days, you can get yeah, Honda Civics were like five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand dollars. They weren't over ten thousand dollars. They were like eight thousand dollars. A Honda Civic. Less than ten thousand. That was in my high school days. Right. And uh, my first job, I made five dollars an hour, five dollars. So, dude, I'm just letting you know, man, though, there, the times like you cannot find a car today. You can't even find a beater for three thousand dollars, a beater, a used car, a, a, a car that's 15 years old. You can't even find that today for three grand. So today, those cars today are worth 30 grand. They've went up 10x, you know, maybe 10x, maybe a little bit less. They definitely went up 5x in the time we went from 1992 till today. What is that? 30 years. Okay, 30 years, they went up 5 to 10x. I mean, that's just in my lifetime. So I'm just telling you, you give it another 30 years, those cars are going to be worth (laughs) $100,000. So... Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yep, Civics cost 30K now. It won't, I would not be beyond me. It would, it would not be impossible to me to see that type of inflation in, in 30 years to see these cars worth 100 grand. All right, it's crazy, man. And the way people are financing them and can't afford them, it's not going to be beyond. It's not going to be on the be, be beyond possibilities here. So anyway, reminiscing when, when I reminisce over you, my God, Catfish Tale says, I listened to the replay on one seven, five speed funniest F shout out to you. He got through it. But yeah, I lived in a neighborhood where the suburbs, the houses that they, that they bought that made people rich in 1992 were 250 grand. Those were the rich people's houses in 1990, <laughs> right? Those are the wealthy people's houses. Oh, man, these people were rich. Them houses were 250. Hold on for a second. <laughs> I'm going to see if you can. Let me see here. But I'm going to pull it up. I wonder if I can pull it up here. All right. Here we go right here. When they first bought, okay, hold on. I'm going to pull it up here. I'm going to pull up 1980s prices. 1980s, 1980s. Oh, yeah, here we go right here. Here's another, here's an example right here. 
I'm going to go to Redfin. I'm going to go to Redfin. And uh, I'll show you the prices uh, because they can show you. It. I, I wish it was on Zillow because I can find it faster because they have a history of how the price, how the house is sold. Here it is right here. All right. So uh, let me show you this house. This is an example of the house in the neighborhood and the graduation. Uh, where, I'm sorry. In the neighborhood that I graduated high school. All right. This was a suburban area. And this was in the 80s, the new suburbs. All right. So. Um, Agora Hills, California, Agora, California. This house is worth today $1.3 million, 1.3 million, right? But let's go down to their sold prices and they'll track the sales and tax history. In 1997, that house was $372,000. So this house was three, when I was in high school and I graduated in 93, so when I was in high school or just graduating, I was just graduating college. This house was $373,000. It is now $1.34 million. Now watch this. In 1980, what did I say? Okay. 1980, the price was $173,000 in 1980. Like I just said, like I just said. And this is why the boomers look at you and say, why don't you just buy a house? The boomers are like, why don't you just buy a house? Well, when they were, when they were a young adults, they bought houses that were now worth millions. They bought for that price. Some of them sold it for 373. Look, here it is. Some boomers sold that house and thought they made a big profit. It was like, look, I, my, I doubled my price. <laughs> and, they bought it in 1980, sold it in 1997. This is an exact record of it, where they bought it in 80, sold it in 1997. It went up 200000 and I bet you they thought they was winning. I bet you they thought, Ninja, <laughs> we bought and sold. I made $200,000. Now, if they would have held that house, it would be worth $1.3 million today. <laughs> So, man, I'll tell you, man, it is a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy time we're living in. Same house, same exact house. And I think those are the two sales records. Let me see if there's more sales records. Nope. Uh, those are the two sales. There is only two owners. One bought it for, one bought it for 190, uh, 173, sold it for two. Give me, let me start over. Sorry. One bought it in 1980 for 173. They sold it in 1997, 17 years later, for 372. Then uh, 30 years later, less than 30 years, 25 years later, it's up 1.3. Mm. <laughs> Shit. We live in a, I, for me, I'm in a, I'm in a strange world looking at what prices are. I'm one of the old people where I'm like, man, what, the inflation is crazy. And no matter where it comes from, it's one thing that you just go, sheesh. All right. You can't really keep up with it. You cannot keep up with it. Somebody says, uh, Corey Holcomb said, $1 million gets you a house and a car payment in Southern Cal. If you got a million dollars in SoCal, if somebody gave you a million dollars, you couldn't even buy a house and get a car. You would almost have to choose one. Now, that's if you paid cash for both. 
right? Just assuming in our theory. That's if you paid cash for both. Obviously, you wouldn't do that. But a million dollars doesn't go very far in Southern California. And that's one of the reasons I got out of there. I was like, nah, this shit is getting wild. This is getting wild. A starter home in a nice area, you couldn't even get for a million dollars. You couldn't even get for a million dollars. In fact, I'll, I'll pull up something here. And if you don't want to listen to this part of the show, I understand. We're just riffing right now. Starter homes in Compton, California. In Compton, you know, the reputation of Compton are probably about around $600,000. Do you guys know that? This is Compton, California we're talking about. This is Compton. Like, this isn't like a nice area, right? Homes in Compton are going to be around six hundred grand, And these are crack houses. These are former, uh, and some of them are houses that people held for a long time. I'll show you. I know people don't think I believe me. Took Look, there's a little bungalow. Compton, California, $650,000. Compton, y'all. Compton, right? Just think about this. You don't want to live, you want to live in Irvine, right? That's going to be a million five. This is Compton. Here we go right here. Compton, look at this house. $586,000. Look at this house, fam. You know who lives there right there. You know. Right? 586000 You know, I'm like, I'm out of here, man. Right here. Look at this house. Three bedroom, one bathroom, bungalow. Look at the garage, probably raggedy. This is a whole raggedy ass house. $589,000. Compton. <laughs> right? Where the, where the ghetto bird comes out. 649000 almost $700,000. And this is a well-maintained home. But remember, you're in Compton. Look at this house. Six hundred and this $670,000. Look at this. This is California for you, man. My people can't survive in Cali. They, they're, they're not going to make it. And the funny thing is, when I go back to California, I talk to a lot of people and they're like, They'll be like, oh, you know, I'm thinking of moving because I tell them I moved to Vegas. And they're like, oh, really? How is it? Oh, is it hot? You know, they want to ask me all these things because a lot of Californians are broke. If you're a woman under 30 there, you're broke. Right? Nobody's balling in California. You're broke. Nobody's, you're, people are just living paycheck to paycheck in Cali. All right? Roommates, roommates at 34, they're living with parents. Women are, cannot say, if, if a woman says she's from L.A. or California and she says she's balling, she's lying. She's lying. Everybody in L.A. is broke. So they'll ask me, well, how is it? And what do you miss? And what do you this? And people are really considering moving, but they just can't let California go. They can't let it go. And I finally had to let California go. I lived there for 30 plus years off and on. And I said, I got to let y'all go, man. I was like, I got to get out of here. I mean, it's cool. The weather's good. The beach, the people, people funny acting. The women are gorgeous. Right, you're gonna see beautiful women all the time. I see nothing but dead rats and fat women here, so it's a little, it's a little depressing, <laughs> right? I see a lot of broke down crystal methanies. Yeah, it's a little sad here, but you gotta let it go because California is you're getting priced out. You're getting priced out, and California is one of those that it's not gonna be affected by any housing crash or any of that. All right, 
Los Angeles and Orange County, San Diego, the crash never is going to happen there, right? So a lot of people are like, wait till the prices come down. Not in, Cal- not in those counties. Now you want to talk about that coming down in Ontario, San Bernardino. They'll have a crash, but everybody wants to be. What's going to happen is as soon as you move out, a tech guy will come up and buy all that shit. Right? A tech guy is going to come and buy it all up. People are just going to swoop it up. The the prices aren't going to go down that dramatically. I've seen two crashes in Southern California, and the prices were slightly affected. Not that much. Now, everything around it outside of that, Pomona or, uh, uh, you know, uh, all of these San Bernardinos, Fontana, yeah, those prices will come down. But no, hell no. Uh, It's one of those things. And that's why Californians are getting out of there. they're, They're getting out of there. And it's going to be, just know, man, the tech guys, the rich, the wealthy, they're waiting for you to move. They're like, go ahead, Chinese buyers, all of that. Go ahead. Go ahead and move. They'll just come in with cash and buy your shit up. I'm not going to Miami. I'm not going anywhere past Texas. (laughs) All right. I'm not dealing with the Eastern time zone or humidity. So anyway, we're just riffing about stuff here. Don't worry about it. It's the evening show. But I know tech guys that buy up property all day long. They just swoop it up because it's never going down. Unless California just has an earthquake and breaks off and rolls to the Pacific Ocean. That's the only way I could see it probably happening. But other than that, don't wait for it to come down and you're going to swoop up property. Ain't never going to happen. And they're trying to drive people out. So anyway, here we go back to the show. Here we go back to the show. Here we go. Who is this? This is the Joe Smith thing. The Joe Smith. So uh, here we go right here. Joe Smith, uh, the video where I thought it was somewhat fake. Apparently, she's on a mission to get interviewed by TMZ. Joe Smith, the former NBA number one draft pick out of the University of Maryland. His wife is the one that says she started an OnlyFans. And um, he's, he apparently has left the house. Now, I still think there's something funny going on here. But apparently it has been revealed that Joe Smith's wife, here's the video that kind of went viral, that I thought had some acting. I think she's an, she was a former actress, but we found out she's a former prawn actress. She's a former prawn actress. So she's a former adult film star. He married a former adult film star. So now you see, now you see what's going on here where, this should not have been out of the ordinary, and apparently he has left the marriage. So what we're going to do is we're going to hear her interview by TM Zizzle, and you're going to find out real fast, this girl is ditzy as hell. This girl is super-duper ditzy, and it's still giving that it's somewhat fake or she's just a selfish bitch. Here we go. You know, if that's what it has to be, that's what it has to be. But um, I I, I don't think we'll have a divorce. I don't think so. I think he'll. I think he'll come around. You know, if that's what it has to be, that's what. All right. So this is from the Red Pill Awareness Channel. Help him or whatever I can because he's my family. You know, he's like an intricate part of my life and I just want the best for us. Oh, no. I wish he wanted that also. That's really where I'm at. You know, I wish that he wanted the best for us because. 
he's not really wanting the best for himself, so I can't expect him to do for him what he for me what he can't do for himself, I guess. And that's why I just did what I had to do. Have you drawn that line in the sand that you will continue doing OnlyFans? Unless something else happens that, you know, changes that, no, I'm going to continue my OnlyFans. I think as a couple and just him individually, he needs counseling to help find out what? how to re-find himself what? and find his new place in the world. Oh, my God. So, man, I cannot, I cannot stand people, especially women, who weaponize counseling. Wait a minute. He needs counseling? Bitch, you, first of all, I, what I think is happening here is Joe Smith is in a bind. He's in a financial bind. This is what I'm she's in insinuating. Bind, she's going to insinuate that. Now, because of that, you're seeing now a lot of couples do this. And I've been showing you this over the last two years. A lot of couples are having the wife do OnlyFans, stripping, sugar baby, and all this stuff. They've opened this market up. A lot of guys aren't on the dark side, so you don't see it. I'm here to report this is happening already. So men are in a less leveraged position because women can monetize themselves. Even married women. I, I was on a show with Valuetainment. There was a married woman, and I saw the husband, and I, I did remember meeting the teenage son, and he was a tall teenage guy. He was, at the time, probably 16. I think the daughter was there, too. But now women can get monetized. So we're in the poly agenda. We're in the sharing your wife and, and and women will do it. All right, so um, let me see here. Let me go here. Uh, she's now weaponizing therapy, and I think they're. I think he's no longer in a good financial position. And if you know about Joe Smith, he's probably made in excess of a hundred million plus dollars in the NBA. Now I, I might be wrong about that, but I know. Remember one time he got he signed four hundred million dollars, and they canceled the contract out because. I can't remember. It was with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But he's made a lot of money. Let me, let me look it up. Joe Smith. All right, contract. I know one time he signed a contract and they, 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 had, a, they, had, a, they had a problem with it. But uh, he's made significant amount. Oh, okay. They, look, they showing me baseball players. <laughs> Smith, I don't want no baseball player. All right, NBA salary. Just looking up here. Uh, he's made about... Uh, $100 million, $61 million, $61 million. All right, I don't, I don't want to watch his pockets, but $61 million. There you go. You got millions here. And, but he did come along prior to what players make today. He came along at a good time, but as you can see, million dollars here, $6 million, $4 million, $3 million. All right, so $61 million of earnings, but that's not all to his pocket. That's not all to his pocket. Remember, he's got agents, taxes, any child support, any... Anything, properties, what he spent, uh, managers, endorsement. Like, you know, a lot of that money's going to be gone. So apparently what they're saying is, what they're saying is Joe Smith's in a bind. He's in a bind. All right. And uh, let's see, let's continue here. You know, it's really hard once you've had a major career. You were the number one draft pick and then everything ends. You know, I, how do you? You deal with that. I don't want to be alone, but help him. You know, it's not it's not fair. And I don't understand how you could have had such a maximized life and be so content. This is ridiculous. 
But we've been together for almost 13 years, though. We've been together since 2012, like after his retirement. And it really wasn't a retirement that he wanted. It was a forced retirement because he just got locked out after the lockout in the 2011 lockout. You guys remember, you know, he just never got a new job. Nobody wanted him anymore. So, you know, there was a depression and I've been going, you know, dealing with all of this stuff. And I'm sorry, you know. Uh, that I I'm not sorry for what I'm doing. I'm just sorry that he can't understand that it's not that wasn't a selfish um, decision. It was a decision that I made. I made an executive decision when my man wasn't taking the lead. Ooh wee! So there you go, right there. So while he was taking the lead, it was okay, but now he's not able to take the lead. This is why we talk about leverage and options, and um. He lost leverage and options. That's what she's saying. Now, she didn't divorce him, so she could have divorced him before he really got down bad, but she didn't do that. And now she's saying, well, I didn't divorce you, so I couldn't get that back, so I'm going to OnlyFans. Man, leveraging options, leveraging options. Let's continue. I really love Joe. Um, I just, I love him. Um, If we were, like, if he never speaks to me again, I still will do things, you know? It's not, it's not fair. And I don't understand how you could have had such a maximized life and be so content. This is ridiculous. I just kicked in the drive and did what I had to do, you know, and he won't do it. So I had to, and I'm sorry, you knew I was an adult video star when you met me. So if my survival, if I would do anything for my own survival, then what makes you think that would change now? Woo, man. Hey, man. So. You know, he married a one of these baddies. This is kind of what these guys who marry the baddies now are going to go through later on, right? Their careers might go bad. They might get involved in a real estate scam. They might they might lose a little bit of their leverage. But now the baddie is now 40, 45, 50. And they're like, hey, I'm going for what I know. You ain't got no money. We ain't losing our life. I'm a, So this is an example. And trust me, people who live normal lives are doing this right now. A lot of wives are doing this. I'm going to show you again. Uh, people are like, nah, you tripping, coach. Guys, this is just scratching the surface. What you see, especially if you're not on the dark side, you don't see it. A lot of women and wives are doing stuff like this to make an extra couple thousand dollars a month. Let's continue. When I retired from the adult industry, I promised myself if I don't sing, I don't eat. So when, you know, my music, career wasn't popping here when I left Germany and I stayed here for him I figured you know I would you know start a business I started a puppy friend social club it's the dog sitting business and then COVID happened and that screwed everything up I have a a moving company you know that he actually works for me like he works for my moving company damn she throwing this ninja all under the bus so yeah um he says right here uh, yeah, she says she tried to go legit, but, uh, this is an example. See a lot of, there's a lot to unpack here and I know people think I'm reaching, but if you think about this, remember the young woman that said this right here, I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pen number and boom, money just comes Once right Once a woman gets a taste of making easy money through and but it'll take a, you know, you can see she's ditzy. But she's made easy money before. Then what will happen is they'll say, okay, I'll go legit. And then they'll go legit and work at the Golden Corral, the movie theater. You know what I mean? They'll become a secretary. They'll get a couple of paychecks. They'll start a business. 
And then the business will bring in a little bit of money. They'll start doing hair. And then they'll look at the money and be like, what am I doing? Why? Why do they do this? Because they can lay on their back and have a slow night scripting in Vegas and make a thousand bucks in an hour or two. Or they can make a thousand bucks doing a week worth of work. <laughs> right? They got to do a week's worth of work. And Teresa's in here. Teresa's, they're going to do a week. They're going to trade 40 hours and make a thousand bucks. They're going to be like, oh, hell no. They're going to go back to what they know. And I don't, listen, I'm looking at it like that. It makes sense. They're going to be like, oh, hell no. Nobody telling them what to do. They don't have to go in, clock in, clock out. They don't have to listen to the manager. They can go tax-free, have somebody skeet on their back, do back shots two times a two times in one hour and make it all back. Just like that. Tax free. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be hard for her to get that up. Now we have a lot of women that are doing that. Now, a lot of Gen Z women are doing that. Now it's going to be hard for them to sit back and then watch you lead and then lose your leadership and leverage and then listen to you. They're going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. In these streets, I'm going back. <laughs> Wait a minute, Ninja. You think I'm about to live on 60K? That ain't going to happen. I can make 60K in two months. They could make 60K in a month, and they've already done it. And this woman's in her 40s and 50s thinking about doing this. You see what I mean? It, guys, this is what's going to happen. This is why you can't turn holes in a housewife. You got too many women that are dipping their toe into it, and then they'll go, they'll go legit. And then they'll be like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> what am I doing? And a lot of guys are like, she ain't going to make no money. She, she going to make enough. She'll make, this woman's going to make more money on her skis or ass OnlyFans than Joe Smith can make right now. Mm. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. You know, I'm tired of being the one to figure shit out. So, Damn. I figured it out the best way I know that can maximize the money that needs to come in. Because Yeah, she said, when I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. That's what she said. And this is the new world, man. This is the new world. This is going to be the new normal. <laughs> if I'm tired of living like, you know, I'm tired of living yeah. minimal. I just kicked in the drive and did what I had to do. Secret. Joe's financial issues, you know, mm -hmm. and I have always made a good life for myself, you know, um, before I met Joe, I was living overseas in Europe and I had established myself as a singer, you know, and I came back here, you know, thinking that with his uh -oh. persona and who he was, once we got together and I found out who he was, that it would only take off. <laughs> so again, money monetize so she got with him because she saw money right she saw potential money she saw okay you make x amount of dollars you're a celebrity you're gonna do and he probably i don't know what he did but he didn't keep it up and she said oh she didn't divorce him she didn't divorce him at least i'll give her that because she could have divorced him and bounced a long time ago but she went down with the ship so i'm gonna say at least she didn't divorce him all right but Let's just say it right now. She left him no other option. I'm sorry. 
he left her no other option. You know, other things, but, you know, not everybody's hustle and drive are the same. And depression is a serious thing also. Not depression. So, you know, I've been just like, you know, supporting and dealing and going through his trials and tribulations with him. Um. I've started several businesses. Oh, boy. You know, I've I've been doing a lot. A duck-sicking business. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Like, and I just was, I just figured out, like, figure, I have a home in Cape Verde I'm trying not to lose, and a a roof over here we're trying to maintain that we almost got kicked out of. Oh. Secret. Hey, man. Hey. Guess the first question is. Oh, boy. She a bimbo. I will give her that. But as you can see. Yeah, man. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Yeah, I mean, she's left with no other options. She got to go back to the streets. In these streets. She got to go back and get her bag and run. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> she got to go back and go back to what you know. Go back to what you know. She been a hoe. Somebody said, you believe? You really believe this? Hey, I, I, I've been said that I think it was a promotion for her OnlyFans. But she's not that bright. This woman's a bimbo. She's not bright. Now, her financial situation she's talking about, yes, I believe it. I believe that part. I believe that she went back to what she know. I believe that she was a hoe. You know she's a hoe. How do I know? Because I told her so. I, yeah. At, the, at this point, what is she supposed to do? <laughs> she's a hoe. She know how to make money with her mouth and her body and her punani. She ain't have no other choice. What's she supposed to do? She at least stayed with him, right? Again, she didn't divorce him at the top. She could have divorced him a long time ago, and she stuck. But then she said, you know what? You know what? I got a, I, I got a house I'm going to lose over here. I got to do what I got to do, and I'm pretty sure she enjoys it. Yep, but yep, you got you to gotta let a hoe be a hoe. Hoe, it is what it is. Guys, this, by the way, by the way, Vanglorious. Now, let me be serious for a second. By the way, this is not just them. This is America right now. New, 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 new world order. Guys, I want you to understand this. There's American families right now, and there's women going, this is my only option. Do you guys realize this? People aren't making, they're, they're not cutting it right now. There's women going, well, <laughs> this is the reality of many American households. And I said it was going to get here. So people are thinking this is fake. This is the realest shit going on right now in America. In America. This is the realest shit. This is what I talked about what happened in de-evolution. This is families right now. There's 10 families in your city right now going through this exact same scenario. They ain't paid their mortgage in months. And they're looking going, all right, woman. (laughs) When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. Oh, well, I guess I better do what I do best. And they going with sugar daddies. I know a lot of married, not a lot. There's married women. They got a sugar daddy. Sharing the wife. Kosher diamond strikes again. Yes, I believe it. I believe her. And I know other women are doing the exact same thing. The dark side lives on, all right? Now, I don't, I don't feel sorry for her, a.k.a. really that sorry for her. I understand the situation, absolutely. 
Where's how Joe? Are you, how are you Where, guys doing? Where's Joe? Um, he's pretty pissed off with me. So he's been, um, I think he's at his sister's house. He's not talking to me right now. So yeah. now what I don't believe is that he didn't know. See, that's the one thing that I'm really stuck on. I don't believe like this part about the family he found out. I think he knew. And I think she's helping save his face. Like she's making it so he's not embarrassed that his wife's got to do this because yeah, that could be a blast to your ego. So I think Maybe in my heart of hearts, my belief is she's helping him save face by saying, I surprised him with this. His sister found out, and then you found out. That that that's where I think happened here. Now, this could just be me. Somebody says, Yeah, he definitely knew about this. So she's she's trying to make him save face. And people think, people think that this is actually worse. Nah, I think it would have been worse if he really didn't know. I think he knew and said, baby, go on out there. I'm going to make a pimp dollar out of you. All right? I'm going to make you go out there and uh, sock it to a pimp. <laughs> right? I'm going to make you go out there and make that money, and, and I'm going to put it in a pimp sock. I think he pimping her at this point. He the manager. He the recorder. How do you record that much content and he don't know? So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. Keisha, how long ago, obviously, we saw in the video that Joe's saying he had no idea that you had this account. How long, how long is the account, have you had the page? Um, I've had the page for at least over a year. Um, it's on yeah. my Instagram nah. and my LinkedIn, but Wait that's minute. what happens when you don't pay attention to your wife. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Mm. All right, so she's supposed to have the account for a year and the link's in the bio. And now she's saying, well, you didn't pay attention to me. And I had the links. There's no way on God's green earth that he did not know. I don't buy it. Period. Um, and, you know, I don't buy he it. has a friend that he's been entertaining. And she decided that, you know, oh. she wants to really put a wrench, a bigger, you know, wedge in our relationship. So she went digging around my page and was like, oh, do you know that she has this? And it blew up from that. Ah, okay. So she's saying the side chick told her. I heard I was the sister, but she's saying the side chick. So there's a little bit of animosity there. This could be somewhat true, if you will. All right. It's no. I guess the first question is. Is that it? Where's how Joe? Are you, how are you? All right. So that, that's it on this conversation. Um, and uh, to take you to another story, I want you. To, I want to show you this because I actually reported on this before, if you will. Um, a second teacher in Missouri at a Missouri high school caught peddling prawn on OnlyFans. And this is yesterday. Um, this is the New York Post. They're also a big promoter of women's OnlyFans pages. So when you see this, what you're seeing is promotion, if you will. But uh, interesting story here. This woman, um, there was an initial teacher. I'll show you here. This was the initial story. So this is a teacher that said she was making an additional three to $5,000 a month. The Missouri school found her, and then they fired her. Okay, but what happened was, there's the original girl. I did a story on her. Uh, this, is what you, this is what she looks like in her teacher's picture. So if you saw me report on this about uh, last month, this is uh, what she looks like as a teacher. But then I'm telling you guys, the dark side is Liddy. The dark side is wild as F, man. You guys, they're living double lives. Men and women are living double lives. Now, I believe both of these teachers are married. Okay, they're both married. 
This is another example of people in marriages and they letting them get get that bag. Hold up. Somebody says he never saw went to a financial advisor. Okay. Okay, thank you. And then what happened was they did a little research on the videos on the first woman's OnlyFans and they found the second teacher. They found the second teacher on OnlyFans. So then she got in trouble. And I think there's a video here that explains it. It says a second teacher at a small Missouri high school has landed in hot water for supplementing her income by peddling prawn on OnlyFans after a student slipped a note under her classroom door that they knew her secret, according to a report. Megan Gaither, or Gaither, age 31, an English teacher and varsity, varsity cheerleading coach. Wow. The varsity cheerleading coach at St. Clair's High School it says right here, told this, uh, the newspaper that she was put on leave Friday for her X-rated moonlighting job after it was revealed. She says, teaching does not financially support a person. It's really hard to stretch those paychecks during the summer. That's why I did it. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am Guys, sexy. this is the perfect storm for this type of activity. You got student loan repayment. You got uh, women, sexual liberation. You have feminism falling on its face. You have the economy. You have inflation. You have cucks getting married. I mean, we. this is the perfect storm for the de-evolution. The perfect storm, it says Gaither, or Gaither said uh, she joined the site in May to help pay back the more than $125,000 in student loans. All right, there you go. This is, the, I, guys, read my book, The Evolution. I told you where we're going here. I told you this was going to happen, man. I hate to play I told you so, but I told you. You couldn't take it from a soldier. Cam got the hand broken down to a science. So keep it out, your appliance. Cat plus rat plus dog equals hog. I mean, guys, I told you this was coming. Let me, let me point this out. Okay, let me point this out. Let me show you. Um, the debt demons chapter 12 in the evolution. I printed it out. This, I wrote this in 2019. I wrote it in 2019 and I said, and this was when the economy was good. This, nobody saw this coming. I said, bruh, we're in trouble. It says the debt demons. Somebody says 125 K for student loan to be a teacher. Student loan debt broke. I'm going to show you right here. The debt demons, student loan debt broke. Okay. Then I proceeded to say, and the next one, teachers on seeking arrangements. Teachers on seeking arrangements. That's exactly what we're reading right now. I wrote this book 2018, 2019. There it is. Then I said, this is the evolution book. Okay, going back. Raising daughters, what is it? Raising daughters in today's world. Let me see here. Plausible deniability, chapter 11, Thought Nation. Thought Nation. 
plausible deniability. So, so what we're seeing now is plausible deniability. Joe Smith's wife. Oh, well, plausible deniability. Well, I had to do it. We're in thought nation. We're in, th- we're in trouble. We, we, there's no, guys, there, we're at the point of no return. And then, oh, the debt, the economy. Remember, I wrote this when the economy was good. I said the economy is going to crash. Economic cra- collapse of epic proportion. And I said, oh, we're done. Soon as they collapse, we're in, we're no, we're, we're, we're at the point of no return. Student loan debt broke. All right. And I said, people are going to, people are going to start divorcing, taking this back for child support. I'm like, dude, we're in trouble. And this is what you're seeing from a lot of uh, this feminism. This is the collapse of feminism. This is build back better. This is, it says right here, she has 125K in student loans. Her total pay last year, including the coach's stipend, was 47500 Her colleague, a former freshman English, sophomore English teacher at the school, design, resigned to devote all of her time to her prawn page after she was placed on leave and it was revealed she was running an OnlyFans page with who? Her husband. Her husband. It says it right there. Do you see it? I, I dude, you guys aren't ready for this, man. I mean, I know I'm I know I'm um I know I people feel like, "Come on, man, you making this up." Come on, man, it's not that bad. These are I'm telling you, I'm exposed to this world. I have a mirror. I can see this shit. There's we're at the point of no return. There's the only people that are the people that are getting exposed now, this is just scratching the surface. It is the, it is the uh, tip of the iceberg. It is the tip of the iceberg. We're in bad shape. And couples, men with wives, are having to share their wives in one way or another. It's too obvious. There's just too many stories here. And these are the stories you're hearing about. These are the stories you're hearing about. It says right here, uh, the former teacher, she said, or this is the other one. This is the first one. She had a teaching salary of $42,000. The former teacher told Fox News that she made close to $1 million selling prawn after ditching her teaching duties and making global headlines. Bruh. It's, this is going to get worse. I know people think I'm bugging. I wish, I wish you could see and predict things like me. But we're in trouble. Even marriage, marriages won't save you. Marriages aren't going to save you. It says right here, she was already making an additional, this is the first teacher now, I believe, going back. She was making, yeah, this is the second teacher now. She's made an additional three to $5,000 a month on OnlyFans. Now, a lot of guys are going to say she's lying. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Now, is this a long-term bag for them? No. But like I said, it's fast money. It's fast money. They're not going to turn it down. And they're going to get other men, other women. All they got to do is get a couple um, women to find out, what, $3,000 a month? They're going to go to OnlyFans. They're going to jump right on it. They're going to jump right on it. An extra three k a month? What? And, and so you got, you got to think that there's girls. Shout out to Therese. She's here. There's Therese. She got girls that work at Hooters. They probably got OnlyFans. 
I know girls that I've dealt with got OnlyFans. And some of them don't get it going. You know, it takes a lot of work. Not a lot of people make money off of it. But if they can get some publicity like this, they'll do it. All right, they'll do it. So you're also dealing with girls that are trying OnlyFans. At least they're trying it. It might not pop off, but that's your future wife. That's your girlfriend in the future. And then you'll get into the situation. She'll be your girlfriend. You'll find out, and you'll have low, no leverage. You can't tell her to quit. Okay, quit OnlyFans. What? Like three, I'm making 3K a month. A 21-year-old woman. I know a 19-year-old woman that has an OnlyFans. She was telling me, I'm just starting up 19. She had a nice... I liked her, all right? I didn't like her OnlyFans, but I, I liked her. I got to mentor her for a little bit. But she's 19. She works as a hostess as a resta- at a restaurant. She also is mentored by me. And she also has an OnlyFans. <laughs> like, this is Gen Z. It's Gen Z. So you will go down the line and meet this woman down 5, 10, 15 years down the line and there it is. Oh, you're, I did have an OnlyFans that time. And you're like, wow, really? It's wild as hell out here. It's a wild west. Um, here it is right here. This is the poly agenda is real. Let me see how far I'm down the line. Let me share this one video. Again, um, why I talk about this from the Gen Z perspective. Gen Z men rarely have leverage with their girlfriend. Right, Gen Z men rarely have leverage. They're almost perceived to be lucky to have this girl. You might have a see a guy and he has a girlfriend, a pretty girl's girlfriend, and you're like, "Well, what is he doing? What is he doing that I'm not doing? What does he have that I don't have?" But you might be shocked that he has to put up with stuff from her, like they're in an ethical, non-monogamous relationship. She's a sugar baby. She has an OnlyFans or she's an Instagram bikini model. And the guy can't say, like Myron says, I won't date a woman that has Instagram. Those days of leverage are gone for most Gen Z men. The reason why is because these Gen Z men don't have the financial leverage yet. They will. But you would be surprised that a lot of them have to just look the other way. They got to look the other way. They got to be like, well, I guess I'll have me a pretty girlfriend. Let me show you uh, an example of this right here. So um, as you see here, a lot of these guys that are Gen Z don't have leverage. So they're doing the friend zone. They're doing these things to get close. So as you can see here, we have a, a, a milk of magnesia woman and she's with the white boy in the back the guy the uh look like the simply red ninja in the back the the ginger if you will but she sees an opportunity what does she see a camera lighting and microphones here's my chance um they run right through it right to it like a moth to a flame so she's all too willing to run and go get some damn attention she's with her boyfriend but that don't stop him now here's the deal before i play it before i play it This is what you got to put up with. This is what a lot of Gen Z boys got to put up with. (laughs) You're with your girl, but like I'm all to the flame. She going right there. She going to Chad. She going to Tyrone. She going to the attention. She going, any chance? Any chance? What do you do? 
You bet you better. Did I say yeah? You better have some frame at this point. Cause there ain't shit you can do. You ain't pulling her back. If you do, you're gonna get caught on camera. So let's play the video here. Dating? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said yeah, you said no. So I'm not gonna lie. We were dating. You look very beautiful though. Thank you. You said uh, scale of one through ten, what would you rate me? What do I rate you? One through ten. Like an eight. For real? Yeah. I get a kiss on the cheek. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, for the young people watching, for the young people watching, this right here would be a violation. All right, I don't know what what's going on with Gen Z boys, but this is a violation. Now, we pushed this card for many years where women would do stuff like this for the millennial women. They would do stuff like this, and then they would act stupid, and there would be an argument, and she'd be like, you're insecure and controlling. But that right there, a lot of guys got to put up with that shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know what y'all doing out here. You would just be crying in your car. You gots to get leverage. Leverage is everything. This, this, and she, guys, she's friend-zoned this ninja. He asked where they're on a date. And she said no, and he said yes, because he's trying to slow pimp his way in there. She don't give a F. She don't give a F. Let me go ahead and play the video again just so you can see it here. And she jumping right on Tyrone's jock right in front of this ninja, walking ahead of him. Everybody's frame is all messed up. This is a party foul. Dating? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said yeah, you yeah, said no. Right. So I'm not going to lie. We were dating. You look like very beautiful, though. Thank you. you said, uh, scale of 1 through 10, what would you rate me? What would I rate you? 1 through 10. Like an 8. For real? Yeah. I get a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. so cold. Listen, listen, listen. Are y'all dating? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, you yeah, said no. Right. So I'm not going to lie. We were dating. You look very beautiful. <laughs> and he's the guy that nobody's listening to. He's trying to talk. Uh, not going to lie. We've been dating since 7th grade. Yeah, I don't think so. You said, uh, scale of 1 through 10, what would you rate me? What would I rate you? 1 through 10. Like an 8. For real? Yeah. <laughs> he in the back. Oh. I got a kiss on the cheek. Uh, I'm so listen, 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 listen. Are y'all dating? Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dirty macking for sure by the guy. But, uh, yeah, man. A lot of guys would go crazy on this one. But I would tell you, man, these girls, if you were a young man listening to me, the girls that ate, that young lady, that young lady there, all right, although, you know, she's a nice piece. Of, I like pale women. I don't mind it. She's a nice piece of milk and magnesia. She need to work on her teeth a little bit. That girl right there, you'll get them in droves. They'll be easy, easy pickings in the future. All right, the price of peace leave going to plummet. But when you're young, they're your everything. They're your only thing. They're the only one you got a chance at because you have no leverage. Plus me, trust me. And, and, and years down the line, you'll be able to pluck all of them, right, when you get leverage. But, you, yeah, he has zero power. Again, it's all about leverage and options. And trying to here's – my, here's my thing because this is where I go. A lot of guys will teach guys how to get leverage with that woman. And I believe opposite because men do need a chance to become a man and build. I would not focus, I would not focus my attention to get her in check. This is my this is my talk here. Because a lot of guys are like, what you need to do is, no, 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 no. 
Do not focus your attention to getting her in check. Let her go. Let her go, fam. Just stop pursuing. Go focus on something else. I know it's going to hurt. I know you're going to not have patience. I know it's going to feel like I know you're going to lose your girl. You're going to want to go hurt people or yourself. Bro, trust me. I know you. I don't want to wait. I want it now. Just chill out. (laughs) If you really, really need something, you can tap into something, take your little allowance, get you a little side hustle. Let her go. Let her go. You've been chasing her since the seventh grade, he said. Let her go, fam. You're going to get a whole bunch of them later on down the line. You'll get them like that. Just don't take what you don't want is to take this type of disrespect. This is what's going to hurt you more than you walking away and letting her go. Let her go. If you need to lease you a little bit of something, there's something out here for y'all. All right. Tell your daddy to give you a couple of hundies and you can get it. Just don't don't break your neck. Don't be out there crying and clutching your pillow. Don't go hurt nobody. Just let her go, fam. This is not your time. And unfortunately, this is the this is the plight of men. And last point on this, men, this is no different than it was in the 1800s, the 1700s, or the 1600s. Men could not call their shot with women or prepare themselves to get a woman or a wife because you didn't own land. You had no status. This is no different. Times have not changed. And a man had to become 28 and own land to get him an 18-year-old, 19-year-old woman, maybe younger. But yes, you had to prove yourself. You had to have. You had to have exchange. You had to have barter. You had to something to barter. Bride prices, dowry. It's always been that. Don't think it's no different. The days are the days where y'all ninjas just, just get you a woman because they only existed. Because they needed a population boom and after World War II. That's the only time where women were like, oh, I, every woman gets a man. Ever since then, it's been gone. Ever since that generation has now been older, and then we hit the 70s into the 80s, it's been about nothing going on but the rent. It's about being back to leverage. We went and returned back to normal. So, Take it easy, guys. You got to get leverage. Time is in your advantage. By the way, let me just add this. This woman in 10 years will look 10 years worse. You will should look 10 years better. Simply red in the back. You be 40. All right. The redhead in the back. And Tyrone will have ran through her, possibly impregnated her and be on child support. So you got the advantage. (laughs) You got the advantage. You might not see it, but you got it anyway. And you'll get her sister. You'll get her niece. You'll get her daughter. You'll get her daughter, guys. Here we go right here. All right. Anyway, let me see how far I'm back on Super Chats. All right. I'm going to do them, and then I'll get to the main event real quick because I got to get, I got something coming up here. Got something coming up here. Uh, what do we got here? We got uh Brown through an O. Shout out to Catfish Tail. Shout out to the contractor. He says, damn, coach, you don't miss, brother. This world is doomed. We're going to implode. Thanks for helping us. I just think we need to adapt. You adapt or die. You got to adapt. I think we're returning back to, uh, we're returning back to normal. To be fair, we're returning back to normal. This is why I call it de-evolution. We're at what we lived in. This is my... No, not Pookie's daughter. 
I'm talking about that woman's daughter. You're going to get that woman's daughter in in 20 years. (laughs) You will. Here's my opinion of it. The world we lived in was a facade. I'm going to say it again. The world we have been living in has been propped up. It's been a facade, a facade. I know it's a facade. It's been a house of cards. It has not been real. And it has been something that we have been led to. There's been an agenda. We've been following agendas. And we do the work. Um, I, I said this, and a couple of people have said this. Angry Man said the world peaked in 1990s. Then I added, America died three times. America has died three times. I mean, literally died. Like, if it wasn't for something that saved it, which was the money printer, it died in 2001 with the World Trade Center crash and the Y2K debacle and the dot-com bubble bursting, dead. Let me ring the bell. Then it died in 2008. It died. Like, it was like, it's too big to fail. If we don't do anything, we're done. Money printer went, and it died in 2020. Now, with that being said, those three markers in a 20-year period made us reset to normal. So when they said build back better, they're now reset the days of old they reset it it was like all right all these things that we were doing we ain't doing it no more feminism (laughs) gone right racism gone we went global we went and sold out to the to the uh nanny goat new 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 world printed out the money (laughs) and it died in 1971 yeah but it died yeah 1971 for sure but all of this affirmative action and all of these things that we've been pushing, we've propped up people who really weren't doing anything. Let me just be honest. Okay. What they were doing, what we've been rewarding people and patting people on the back and women, oh, you're doing it. And ninjas, oh, look at you're doing it. Black women, you're doing it. They wasn't doing shit. I hate to say it. New, 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 new. They wasn't doing nothing. Matter of fact, they weren't making money for companies. They were not. They were playing office. Everybody thought they had a little job and were contributing. They weren't. They were just playing office and thinking everybody was doing things, moving chips, fud, uh, being getting fuzzy with the books. Nobody was doing shit. Then you got this whole push for education and the student loan crap. So let's just say all of that work was for naught. Nobody made any money. You still in thousands of dollars of debt after all of that affirmative action and you go girl and you work and then just going to work and everybody going affirmative. Nothing was happening. The needle was not moving, but we were told it was moving. It nothing was doing nothing. It was a house of cards. It was a facade. It was nonsense. It wasn't believable. So what then had to happen was we need to go get back and get real. What's happening? Women are selling puss like crazy, like they were probably for the last previous before World War II. All right. People are really broke off paper. <laughs> right? You don't have nothing. You thought you did. You don't got nothing. Even if the numbers say you have something, you got nothing. Oh, my house is worth that died in when? 2001, 2008. Well, I have my house as an investment. 
dead. <laughs> right? Dead. Fugazi. It's a facade. House of Cards. Smoke and mirrors. Well, I ha- and really where it really goes off on, and I hate, I'm not getting conspiratorial here. I'm telling you what happened. Where it really gets fuzzy is credit. Now you realize people have been living off credit. And that's what we do here in America. We borrow money. That's how you keep it going. Now, see, people can't really afford their lives. The lives they live, they can't really afford it. They don't have the income for it. So what they have to do is borrow. They borrow for their house. They borrow for their car. They borrow for their clothes. They borrow for their school. They borrow for everything. The minute they can't borrow, fagazi. And we cannot borrow. As a matter of fact, why can't we borrow? The interest rates are going crazy. People are looking at it and their life is stagnant because they can't borrow money. Their life is stagnated because they can't live fake and fagazi and in a facade anymore. They have to be who they really are. And that is making shit complicated for a lot of people. It's making people depressed and miserable. They don't know what to do because they can't consume. Even when they shouldn't have consumed, they went and took their stimulus checks and bought luxury items in cars, even they were, they, they were in massive debt. Now they're living out the existence after taking the rental moratorium, the unemployment, they set off a of work, they were non-essential workers, now the reset happened, and they're trying to figure out what happened. And the only thing they can do now is... When I start selling pussy... I don't want to hear it. Here's the thing. Yep, the loans are extending 40-year housing loans, 10-year car loans. This is where we're at, and people still won't borrow. They're stuck. So they're trying to figure out, what do I need to do now? This is where we're at. This is the truest story of where we're at. And then I got World War III on the horizon. I mean, dude, we're we're going back to live how we truly needed to live. But we do need to find a way. For people to borrow because if they can't borrow money or they got to borrow at 11% interest, it's going to be problems. One of the reasons I told you to prepare, I've been telling you since 2018 and 2019 to prepare for this day. Because really, it ain't getting any better over the next decade. I'm here to tell you as Coach Adamas. And no, I don't need an economics degree. I don't need hope or optimism. This is, I don't care what the Fed does with the interest rate. It ain't never going to change what's happening. The Fed can't control what's going on right now. They cannot. As you can see, we're already off the rails. And trust me, this is not going to get, is, is, I'm not saying it's going to be doomed. I'm just saying it's not going to get any easier in the next 10 years. It's going to be a constant struggle, pound, confusion. Uh, this is another sense of it here. I know I'm supposed to be doing a show. But take a look. This is another idea of it. Okay, this is what's happening. People are confused. Well, wait a minute, <laughs> right? They're like, well, wait, wait, wait. They're like, well, wait a minute. Why, why when we took the increase, well, wait a minute. How come, how come y'all, right? This is the, this is confusion that is only going to make people be in a worse position. So they're just saying, if you give me more money, it will be better. Dummies, ring the bell on them. That's not going to solve it. In fact, here's what I would tell you to do. Instead of asking for more money, why not ask for tax relief? But you're too stupid to think of it. That's where you're getting punched 
in the gut. That's where you're get. That's where the money's going to Ukraine, and not on income. It's going to income taxes. Listen, this is the type of stuff that they really get me on. So I'm gonna chill. New, 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 new world order. Because the money ain't gonna help, ninja. I can give you three extra dollars. It ain't gonna move the needle. <laughs> but you too dumb to realize what's what's happening. You too goofy. Well, if I made a little bit more money, as I told you, inflation has gone psycho in my 30 years of being an adult. It's gone psycho. A house that was worth 175000 is now worth $1.3 million. Do you think an extra $2 an hour is going to help you? The answer is no. Nope. Dummy. You, you, you listen, let me let me move on here. But people are too dumb. <laughs> right? People too dumb to figure it out. And now people are going to panic and want checks and fight and war and blame and too dumb to figure it out. And I'm just sitting over here with all the answers because I'm the great Coastalini and I'm just watching. I'm just watching going. Mm. I'm watching wives. I'm, I'm watching wives sell puss to other men on the Internet and in person. All right, and it's, like I said, it ain't going to get any better in the next 10 years. Like, there's nothing to save us on the horizon. We've tried every trick. Like, the government's tried every trick. The Clinton administration saved the housing market by allowing these subprime mortgages to go crazy. But essentially, what he did in the administration to save it was actually what killed it. <laughs> so, it actually was the thing that people took advantage of in predatory lended and allowed more people to buy houses. Hey, everybody should have a house. Then he put in the implementation and the tools to reduce, reduce restrictions for people to afford houses. However, how did that work out? It was a house of cards. Okay. It then gave people the idea that they deserved a house entitlement and that they could live the American dream. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? Boom. Kaboom. It was only a matter of time. By the end, he was out there chilling, going to the island. All right, I'm saying too much. Let me get back to the normie new, shit. New, 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 new world order. Let me get back to the normie shit. It's, I'm trying to simplify it for dummies because I'm a simpleton when it comes to this. There's guys that can explain this a little more thoroughly with de definitions that I don't have. I don't need it. I have insight. I have a pulse on the people. I'm a watcher. I can see what's happening. I don't need a degree. I don't need a background. And anybody that has ever tried to challenge me on these points, you will realize that I'm going to be right. No matter what, no matter how you define it, no matter what you bring in terms of your degree and your economics and your civics and your political science, the result I'm telling you is going to hit and actually be proving it. I don't care what the economics degree told you. Boom. I'm going to hit it on the head. I'm going to hit it on the head. I don't care what happens. And, well, well, the fractional banking, I don't care. All right? I don't care about your little terminology. I'm going to hit the nail on the head with these predictions. Okay? Mm. All right? There's no, we're at the point of no return to what we used to live. We're going back to how we really lived. We're getting the real, we're going to get real lives out here. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Shout out to Coach Shadamas, man. Hey, let me get a couple more chats. DGE Seymour says, he says, men are in love and women are in business. The monetized woman should teach every man. B 
build a long-term strategic plan and focus on yourself. Women should not be your priority. I wish people would figure this out. And if you're trying to run game in today's world, you got to be an idiot. It is not time for that. And I'm just telling you, Justin O says Raiders coach could, couldn't lead a fish to water if he tried. Yeah, he was whack. Soldier for God says emotional attachment is the downfall of many men because we're hoping men, women are loyal. I'm of the, I'm of the belief that they're not. They're not, but this is what men hope. Ob try, and that's not a slight at women, but they're not. The Ob Trice says the future of women, huh? How? And Monte says uh, XXs are evil. She's just exposing her husband. Yeah, and you saw that too when she talked about the side chick. When she was like, yeah, and he had a little girl. You could see then that's what it was. So you could see then. Remember when I said this woman said women want revenge. So some of this is what she's doing is revenge that he was cheating on her. Right there. Modern women want revenge. So towards the end of the video, you can hear that. And he had a little friend that exposed me. Boom. Boom. Man, it's not that women are not that complicated. All you have to do is remove hope and, and, and institute logic and you got them. <laughs> you got them. All right, shout out to Kaleem says, salute to you, coach, finally getting into the swing of and feel competent enough to start using the JUCO. Do you have any tips to not get hooked? Well, you need to go over to the coachgregadams.locals.com. He says it really is undefeated. Every flavor imaginable. How you created the, have you created the antidote? Yep, do not get emotional. Do not get emotional. All right, not with women. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Stefano says, what happened to your amazing intros? I haven't seen them lately. Oh, which ones? He says, and where can I see your live casts that are more than a month old? They've since been deleted. Yes, go to Rumble. Rumble has them currently. Pro mansplainers in the building. Uh, he says, before a codependent narcissist dies, someone else's life passes before their eyes. Facts. Someone's life passes before their eyes and they're full of hate and piss and vinegar. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Mr. Douglas is about to fly to AZ for a family wedding. I'm going to hear where is it going to be? Wait, when is it going to be you all week? Wish me luck. Hopefully you have an answer for them. When are you, when are we going to see your marriage? Oh, by the way, remember this. And I hate to bring up another thing here. The stock market was saved about two times. Uh, between the years of 20, oh, 20, uh, 2021 and 2023, they literally admitted it that they fluffed up the stock market so it would not collapse. Anybody remember that? Who has the details of that? They, they, they artificially inflated the stock market. I think it was 2022, 2021. Like, it was done. It was about to go kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> all right but now some of y'all just don't know it all right who remembers that shout out to aj says coach you said we'd forget about old girls after 20 or 30 years but you remember the ling ling lol yeah i don't remember her last name he says cga for life i said you will forget their name you won't forget about them you'll forget their name uh first and last name somebody said it was um 2021 
Look it up, man. I'm not. I'm telling y'all. Somebody's mentioning it now. He's saying right here, uh, inflation eats at dollar value stocks, Ninja. Yep, there you go. I mean, you got to be invested. Who remembers it? They're telling you right now. 2019, 2020. I know during the pandemic, it was like that. So things were really just, you know, we were just. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a lot of super chats here I got to get to. All right, last one. I think uh, Macaroni Tony, he says, now you can talk about. No, he says, you're right when you say hens are attracted to any sign of maturity. When I'm in my coach's gear, the hens practically throw themselves at me. He says, now you can talk about the 90s. Has-beens all you want, but don't you ever speak bad about Jane Kennedy or coffee star Pam Greer. I will about Pam Greer. Chris Abney had a friend with the next level baby mama terrorist. She was getting $500 for years but took him to court for more. But because he had two more kids with his wife, the judge said, you only get $240, ya bish. Yep. Ya bish, ya bish. Nothing can take them. Nothing can stop women because they're, if they're emotional. Yeah. And they will do something thinking they're, in their mind, they're going to get $8,000 a month. They're going to get $350, a $500. <laughs> they're going to be pissed. All right, and it'll be a zero-sum game. All right, I got to get to this right here because I got some appointments. But let me get to this piece of footage here. The Spit Sisters. Thank you for sticking around with me rambling. Spit Sisters. All right, here it is right here. Let's pop it up on the screen. Spit Sisters. Spit Sisters, according to Urban Dictionary, usually a friend or another friend, both female, that hooked up with the same guy but at different times. AKA quote Girl you hooked up with him too We're spit sisters And there it is There's the definition according to Urban Dictionary Now where did this come from If you look here on X There's a woman that You know she's kind of like a, a Single skeezer that's been around The block 50 times She writes articles about her dates And her insight about dating But New York Post just posted this last week. It says, my friends and I found out we're spit sisters, and it's making a, our dating lives a mess. Now, she's come up with some kind of goofy-ass articles all her life. All right, and she's an Australian chick. She's probably come up with a lot of stuff we've covered here in the Manosphere. So you got to recognize this name, Jana Hawking. And it says she's a dating advice person, and uh, she's a collector of kind of sort of boyfriends and dating stories. She has worked in TV and radio for the last 12 years, including a stint as a dating producer for The Bachelor. She's a dating columnist for an Australian newspaper. She can often be spotted in a dark wine bar with a potential suitor, a.k.a. the carousel. So let's talk about this. She's now taking this common phrase that is in the Urban Dictionary called Spit Sisters. But this stemmed from this. It stemmed from this. So there was this thing that happened where, uh, I don't know if you remember this, West End Caleb. This was about in 2022, where on TikTok, a group of women in New York, the West End, West End girls, I know that's in the United Kingdom, they started to jump online to say they're dating the same guy. And so they're like, hey, do you know this guy? And a bunch of women jumped on the internet on TikTok and said, yeah, that's Caleb, I'm dating him. So there was a mysterious Chad who was fornicating with all the white women, the Millie Mouse Muskrats of New York. And as you can see, 
the TikTok's West End Caleb saga was never about Caleb. But, you know, men started to jump in on the West End Caleb. So there you see here a lot of Millie Mouth muskrats, even some Asian muskrats. There's a muskrat right there. There's a black chica right there. Uh, Candace Owen, Tate Chica, there's a muskrat here. There's a couple muskrats. And what was happening was, allegedly, there was a mysterious Caleb running the streets. And they were all matching with Caleb. And Caleb was all clapping their cheeks and disappearing and ghosting them. Or he would date them and ghost them. And so they were like, hey, wow, this, this guy's dating everybody. Well, that stemmed from, believe it or not, believe it or not, a website, I'm sorry, a Facebook group group called Are We Dating the Same Guy? February 2023. So that turned into a private group, and I'm going to prove it to you right here. There's a private group on Facebook, and it says, Are We Dating the Same Guy? New York City. The group has uh, 127,000 members. There's 140 new posts today, and they get about 800 new members a week. Now, it's private, so you would have to ask for entry and follow these rules and whatnot. But what these women are doing is that they are sharing stories of men that they are commonly dating, a.k.a. Chad Pookie, Ray Ray, and Tyrone and them. And they're like, have you dated this guy? Did you match? What number did he give you? They're sharing stories, a.k.a. the 80-20 rule in full effect, okay? Now, (laughs) let's go back to the Spit Sisters. So here it is. My friends and I found out we're Spit Sisters, and it's making our dating lives a mess. Last week, I was out at drinks with two newish girlfriends. Hey, you guys see it? Oh, you guys couldn't see it. Did I show you the Facebook? Did I show you the Facebook? And I, I, I don't know, man, because I, I guess I wasn't sharing the screen. All right, there's the, there's the Facebook group. All right, I don't know, man. I don't know if I was sharing the screen. All right, so Brooklyn, Manhattan, and New York, New York. It says may include flag content, so they're saying it's censored. All right, here we go. Um, let's go back to the Spit Sisters. Last night, I was with two newish girlfriends from a little cocktail, cocktail bonding session. Halfway through our drinks, my ex texted me out of the blue, so of course it came up in conversation. As I read out his name, both of them laughed. Both of them laughed. Turns out that all of us have had a relationship with this man. (laughs) With this man. All of us, according to this woman, 80-90-10 rule right here. All right? All of us have had a relationship with this man. One of my friends shouted, oh, We're spit sisters. (laughs) Guys, this is is what happened, man. It says, first first all of us, it says, first of all, ooh, whatever that is, it sounds a bit gnarly. And second of all, what the heck is a spit sister? Well, they went to the Urban Dictionary again, usually a friend or and another friend, both female, that have hooked up with the same guy but at different times. Yes, it would appear that all of us were indeed spit sisters, and they are not the only ones I shared a mutual spit with. I have quite a few in the sisterhood. <laughs> Guys, I wish you I wish I was making this up. So here, here are these women, of course, these women are all in their 30s, and 
30-year-old women get ran through by chads. Why? Because they think they can still get the chat. They still they can think they can lock down the Tyrone. They're the easiest come-ups for Chad and Tyrone. Easy. Super easy. All right? Super easy. Easy layup. Easy freaking layup. And so these are layups, so he's running through all of these women. Take example, the guy I went on a date with last week who I met on an app. He was halfway through telling me a story about a recent overnight bir- overseas birthday trip when I quickly connected the dot. He says, wait, do you know insert female names? I said, he said, yes. And I instantly felt a pain of doom. He was a guy she had been complaining about for a month ago when out of the blue, he suddenly went cold on her post overseas trip. She says, God, here I was sitting opposite him on a date. Awkward. Mm. All right. It says right here. Oh, and don't get me started about the famous guy who had been chatting me up in the DMs recently. He suddenly did a plot twist and asked my friend out after he saw her in some of my pictures and decided she was a better option. I'm ashamed to say the rejection hit me and my fragile ego hard. Basically, Sydney is one sordid mess. This is Sydney, Australia, of a dating scene right now, especially if you're over 30, because there is more chance you've dated the same guy as your friend. <laughs> Talking to a friend today about it, she laughed and said that's why she had to leave her country town. She skedaddled. She realized she had dated all the good ones, and so had her friends. Come to think of it, I've got a couple of spit sisters in town I grew up with as well. There she is right there. You can see she's hitting 40, and she's getting ran through. Now, for those of you shacking up and not part of the tribe, I'm sure you would be horrified to date someone who had dated your friend, but honestly, it's unavoidable. Man, please. It's unavoidable. It's the 80-20 rule. With a fair chunk of people in their 30s and 40s already married, the dating pool is far smaller than it was in our 20s, and I've been making that point. So there's bound to be some crossover. In fact, one of my closest friends got engaged to my ex last year, and I'm chuffed for them. I don't know what that means. That must be some Australian shit. All right. It says right here, a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have been, but... The more you date in the city or town you currently reside in, the more you realize that there's going to be crossover. This is because they all want the same guy. And again, the poly agenda is real. Do they seem bothered by it? The answer is no. Nope. I said this. I'm like, dude, women are women. What did I say? I said this three years ago. I said women are going to be poly off. They're going to be poly off paper, but monogamous on paper. This is it. They're literally saying, well, you know, it is what it is. If we want the best guy, if we want the top guys, we got to share him. I actually said, I showed you a woman that said that. Hey, we sharing ninjas. You're not going to get your own personal ninja. (laughs) And they're going, if we got to weed out the week, we'll weed out the week. We don't care. We'll share the top men. Who gives a damn? We'll figure it out. We'll end up with one. (laughs) Oh, man. Yo, so uh, that's just a little bit of it. I do have to cut this stream a little bit short because I got an appointment here. But 
Um, this is kind of where we're going with it. This is where we're going, and the people who have been sounding the alarm about the 80-20 rule turning into the 90-10 to the 95-5, you've seen this entire show. I have not lied one bit. You've seen wives on OnlyFans. You've seen wives selling themselves. You've seen spit sisters. You've seen girls in Gen Z walking up, letting dudes dirty mac them, kiss them. You've seen the teachers. You're seeing women, professional women. What more do you want from me? What more do you want from me? We've already seen divorce. Man, what more proof did you want from me that we are in trouble in terms, we need to adapt. All right. He says, how do you leave a country because you've been ran through? Yeah, you know, it is what it is. So, man, look, protect your neck out here. Protect your heart. Is this all women? The answer is no. But one problem you're going to have is cannot you cannot determine which win, women are or not. This is my this is my case. Trust me, you cannot tell which one is and which one isn't. You can't. It's and, and everything I've been telling you, you can see it becoming true. It's coming to true and becoming real. Let me check these super chats on the way out, and I think. We got everybody. Oh, I got one more. He says, the future is women, hon. How? Yeah, the future is women. The fu- what would they say? The future is female. The future is female. Yeah, no. Uh, by the way, the future and female, they scrapped that. They scrapped it. And people don't remember that. They scrapped it. When did they scrap it? Build back better. New, 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 new world order. You guys don't realize how important the shift that was when they said that where they were attaching globally and opening up the world to the global economy, making strategic alliances with certain countries, eliminating other countries in their strategic alliance, and going into a global economy headed mostly by people we did not elect, but we elected by proxy. Um, And the latest cog, one of the last cogs to this was um, Joe Biden's election. To be honest with you, I don't want to get political, but Donald Trump was in the way. Donald Trump was in the way. He says, I don't hear it anymore. Ninja, you don't need to hear it. You're feeling it. <laughs> new, 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 new world order. They ain't going to keep telling you, Ninja. They told you for three weeks. And they was like, and you're going to feel it. <laughs> right? So Donald Trump was the one that was kind of preventing this from happening as fast as they wanted it to happen. So this is why Donald Trump was treated the way he was in the media and by politicians. He was in the way. And he said that. Once they got his ass out the way, then they started rolling that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> they start rolling that shit out. They got everybody in place. They got the chess pieces in place. All right, we good. We got the ninja in Canada we want. We got the ninja in the United Kingdom. We got the ninja in America. Okay, cool. We got NATO. All right, here we go. Set up shop, ninja. And futurist female died. Reparations. Uh, affirmative action died. Literally died. Um, What else died? Uh, um, The futurist female, did I say that? All that shit dying. Marriages, you seeing it right now. And, and what else happened? Social media, these social media sites have been letting more and more debaucherous behavior going on. I saw a video. I wish I could show it here. But it was on Instagram, and it came up in my suggestion box, and I clicked it. But the woman is literally sitting in a car seat with the phone this way, and she pulls her shorts down to reveal the top of her muff, <laughs> which was completely shaven. You could not see the lips. You could not see anything. She literally pushed it down to that. And, 
and pulled it back up. And so the video is just her doing this. It's a white girl. And I was like, they letting shit go. They, you guys don't realize it. This is Build Back Better. Also, the border's wide open. Also, Roe v. Wade dead. It's, guys, if you're on it, we've shifted and you missed it. So what was yesterday is no longer gone. They dismantled it. They dismantled it. They took down all the statues. They dismantled it. We're now in a new world. We're in a new world. New, 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 new world order. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're in a new, we're going a new way. It's, if I could put it like this, to take it less conspiratorial, we're going from agrarian society to the industrial revolution. Okay? That's where we're going. We're not going, it's not, I'm trying not to get conspiratorial. We're going from agrarian society to industrial revolution. Or we're going from typewriters to computers. The digital age. Now we're going to the next phase. We're going AI. Have you noticed it? This isn't by accident. We're going AI. We're going global economy. We're going all the other shit died. Affirmative action died at universities. Roe v. Wade died. Feminism died. Futurist female. The she economy. All gone. Marriage. We're going poly. Trans. Reading rainbow. You understand. You understand. <laughs> I want you guys. My, my position is. You're not going to stop it. Just, just do what? Just, just adapt or die. Adapt or die. Anyway, look, shout out to the coach gang. I got a skedaddle out of here. All right, man, I love y'all. And no conspiracies here. This is the truth. No conspiracies. Let me check the super chat. And Shinku says inflation eats at dollar value stocks ninja. We out. Peace.